Hello, beautiful people. It is Overreaction Monday, December 26, 2022. I hope your Christmas was fantastic. This poor show starts right now. Football! Had a hell of a weekend, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was bowl games and there was tea grabbing. Shout out to Stone Cold Hulk on taking his job serious and running out and grabbing the tea and belly flopping with his incredible mullet and then sprinting and barrel rolling off the field for the University of Houston Cougars. And shout out to the bowl season currently happening with the college football playoff happening just days Mm -hmm. from now. One game in Phoenix, one game in Atlanta. We have the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. We'll be live on the field from the Peach Bowl on Saturday night as the Georgia Bulldogs play host as the number one seed in the college football playoff to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Me, Darius, A.J. Hawk, Connor Campbell on headsets on the sideline. Ty Schmidt with a microphone on the sideline. The boys should be absurd, and it'll be a blast. But that is not what we will be talking about today. No, no. No, no. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Hope you had an incredible Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Hope it was a blast. Tone Diggs won half of the hammer. Don Cowboys. Merry Christmas. Hope it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, Merry Christmas, Toxic Table at Boston Corner and at Ty Schmidt. Merry Christmas. Hope it was fantastic. Yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. You too. Hope you guys got all the gifts that you could have desired. I hope you had a good time with your family and friends. I hope you got a chance to reflect on life and think about how nice it is just to be alive as opposed to being dead. And although things might not be perfect and we're striving to get better christmas is a beautiful time to sit there and go you know what this ain't that bad Uh connor i know you got that big time gift that you were looking forward to and you're also around some children you were talking about how christmas was a little bit more electrifying that's right when there's kids running around all over the place what did you see yeah i mean you forget kind of the belief in uh all the wonderful things that bring you know christmas around the year i don't want to spoil anything but yeah there were some uh, awesome awesome things to be seen Love seeing people rip open presents like they're never going to be able to open a present again, ever. So that was sweet. And, yeah, you got some wonderful things on Christmas, especially now it's 18 degrees. It feels like it's summer. Yeah, a little balmy 18 right now. Whatever it was, negative 8, negative 9. Ty, Tone, first Christmas with a baby. Baby will not remember this, but you guys will. Ty, I'll start with you. How was it with the baby first time? It was absolutely fantastic. And, yeah, you know, I mean, it's more so you opening the gifts for the baby and being like, oh, nice, she's going to like this. We really need this, et cetera, et cetera. And then this year, you know, just more so. I mean, I wasn't expecting, once you have a kid, I don't think you're really ever expecting to get any more gifts for yourself, which is fine. I have everything I need. But then the Packers win on Christmas Day. That's the only gift I could ask for. I well, feel like then, it was hand-wrapped hand and given to me. And then, Tone, I guess you're saying the same damn thing. Obviously, it's incredible to be yeah. there with your beautiful baby girl for the first time having Christmas, and the in-laws were in town uh-huh. and everything like that. Steelers get a big-time win mm-hmm. and kind of put a cherry on top of the whole thing. Steelers get a win. The Pats lost. Come on. Come on. What? You don't have to bring that up. We're talking about you the, having a baby for the first time. The, yeah. If you want to dive right in, the the Pats lost, I mean, we the, can't do the that. The Dolphins too. lost. Who else was seven? All right, all right, listen. You, did you enjoy the Christmas with your baby? Yeah, it was, yeah, awesome. It was awesome. First time ever? Yeah. All right, great, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woke up early, yeah. built a fire. There was a little more, little more responsibility, I felt, to like make it 
make it great. Okay, sweet. Yes, everything happened for you that needed to happen as a Pittsburgh Steeler mm-hmm. fan. Yes, everything that needed to happen for the Green Bay Packers fan has happened, including a big-time win down in Miami, which we will certainly dive into. I think we should just address these games as we have them yeah. in specific rank to importance on the overall story of the NFL mm-hmm. season as opposed to just this weekend to this weekend. The reason why we have to talk about this particular game first, the Eagles versus the Cowboys, Woo. is because we were supposed to hit a super boost. Yeah. We were supposed to win a damn yep. super boost. All we needed the Eagles was to cover. Plus, four and a half. Cowboys could have won that game. Mm-hmm. Eagles getting four and a half points. This team that has only once or lost once before. This team that seemingly has no weaknesses. They have a veteran quarterback in Gardner Minshew filling in for Jalen Hurts, who has a sprained shoulder. Probably going to miss next week, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the way yeah. we're reading reports, we have Ian Rappaport joining us in about 23 minutes or so. We will ask him thoughts on Jalen Hurts missing. But Jalen Hurts misses his first game this season because of a sprained shoulder that happened in the game prior. We didn't know what it was going to take place, but we had a good feeling that Gardner Minshew would be able to operate that offense in a fashion that they would be able to keep it within four and a half oh, yeah. points. There was moments of greatness from Gardner Minshew. He didn't look like he was scared at all. Sirianni was drawing up plays to make him look smarter than he could ever be. Gardner Minshew was handling the elements perfectly early. The Philadelphia Eagles defense were absolutely buzzing around. Gardner Minshew was able to score a touchdown. Can we play this? Yeah, we can play this. Um, Gardner Minshew able to make a lot of plays. Well, look, Devontae Smith seemingly being the guy that he was like leaning on in every Mm -hmm. single situation. Mm -hmm. Devontae got the ball a lot. Devontae obviously did the Favre where he broke into the Salvation Army and robbed money from the needy, robbed gifts from the needy. And Devontae had a day in night in which he thought Christmas would be remembered for the long haul. But since that moment took place where they robbed the Salvation Army, that's right. it all went the other direction. It did. Including a fumble where Miles Whoa. Sanders literally just handed the ball to the Dallas Cowboys in field goal range while they're already down three. Remember, we only needed them to cover four and a half uh, points. Uh, Pro Bowl, Miles Sanders on his own 20 with pressure from Micah, who's an absolute dog. I don't even think he got. He touched it. It was just a cut. The guy uh, did it himself. Uh-huh. Just hands the ball over. Obviously, Myers knocks it, or, or Brett Maher knocks it home. They end up winning by six. This game was electrifying. This game was obviously something we could have hoped it for. And this game was a game where people were saying the Cowboys are back. Congrats to Dak on bouncing back from people saying that he needed to be benched. The Cowboys are all of a sudden in a much better position. Yeah. Unreal. And in the NFC, the Eagles, a team that you would assume would get the number one seed, have it locked in overall. If they start to slide a little bit and try to rest Jalen Hurts, there's a team in Minnesota that seemingly has the football gods all the way on their side. Sure. A battle between the New York football giants mm-hmm. and the Minnesota Vikings taking place in cold-ass Minnesota mm-hmm. in the middle of that whiteout. I loved it. Yes, yeah, I absolutely loved the whiteout. I liked the way all the fans were dressed in yep. white. I liked the way the stadium looked. The end zone's interesting. Mm -hmm. They had the white, then the purple, then the white again. Could have got people a bit confused on what was inbounds, what was out of bounds. But on a day where Justin Jefferson breaks two NFL records, actually two franchise records, one NFL record in first three years, about 100-yard games, breaks a receptions record and a yards record uh, in franchise history, one record from Chris Carter, one record from Randy Moss, only in his third year. He's going to be unbelievable. First year year with Kevin O'Connell being the offensive coordinator. There's a touch 
touchdown to put them up uh, eight or no up yeah up mm-hmm. eight mm-hmm. Uh, after a blocked punt happened. Yeah. A blocked Huge. punt in the fourth changes entire game. Giants were supposed to punt the ball back with four minutes left, down one to the Minnesota Vikings. It's a block tackle. Justin Jefferson scores. They go up eight. Saquon Barkley bounces back with a long-term run on the other side. They end up tying the game. Then Kirk Cousins has a chance to lead the Minnesota. This is Saquon Barkley tying the game. Then the Minnesota Vikings get the ball back. Mm -hmm. You can't give Kirk Cousins that much time. No way. You can't put Kirk Cousins in that uh, situation because they have a kicker who has a cannon of a leg in Greg Joseph who hits game winners all year. Hits one through from 61. With four seconds left Jeez. in the Minnesota Vikings, a team that has come back from 33-0 at halftime, a team that has bounced back numerous times to win the NFC North after week 15 of the NFL season, hits a 61-yarder to continue this team of destiny feel, this football God's blessed program. Yeah. And maybe number one seed in the NFC if they can continue to rally. They got the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau this weekend. Mm-hmm. That Giants team, I think, looked good. Danny oh, yeah. Dimes appeared did. to play great football. Yeah. Love the way he was slinging it. You talk to Bruce or any Giants fan, they talk about, we got like fifth stringers playing wide receiver and Danny Dimes doing everything he could do. Not judging Danny Dimes as hard as you would think they would after a loss like that, which is certainly heartbreaking, but the Vikings are a very good team. They got a pretty good squad there in New York. They should be happy about it. But this Vikings team, we'll start with you, Connor. This Vikings team seems to be a team of destiny right now. Does it not? Oh, absolutely. And Justin Jefferson, for sure, probably the top guy in the NFL this year. Obviously, Tyreek Hill's doing his thing, but Justin Jefferson's unbelievable. And then T.J. Hawkinson. He's coming alive too for him. It took him a little bit maybe against the Lions when we all thought, hey, you know, Kevin O'Connell is going to get this guy a touchdown. I mean, he had two uh, on Saturday. So, I mean, one in the first, one in the fourth. I mean, a TJ Hawkinson moshes somebody in the fourth quarter there, 14 seconds down. Takes quite, or 14 minutes down. Takes quite a shot off of the, off the earth there, uh-huh. I believe. Give me that. Give me Ooh. that. TJ Hawkins, a big time trade from the Detroit Lions. Remember, Lions won that trade. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lions of won that trade. People were saying the Vikings are on an absolute terror this year. TJ Hawkinson scores two touchdowns. Let's assume that's going to continue to grow, but go on. Yeah, like they're a team that feels like they can beat you in any different, you know, way. Like obviously Justin Jefferson's going to get his catches in, but if they need to go to the run game, as we've seen within the trenches with AQ and Christian Darisaw, who he never brought up until last yeah. week because we forced him to. With Dalvin Cook, Madison, their backup who's a guy and Kirk Cousins the way he's this is probably the best football he's played after getting another you know guaranteed extension so the Vikings just seem to be a tough out will they you know show out when it turns to prime time I know people are wondering hey prime time Kirk will he be able to do it he did it you know in the playoffs once before but against the Eagles early on wasn't able to do it but I have a lot of faith in the Vikings but if the Packers get in and all of a sudden we're talking about a Packers Vikings first round and what? Well, the Packers would have to beat the Vikings this upcoming <laughs> weekend in Lambeau. And the Green Bay Packers have had everything that needed to happen for them happen for them. They are now firmly on the bubble in the hunt. And if they get a win, they're back to even. Here we are. We're in this thing. Ty, there was a time in this season where we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to get benched. Mm-hmm. There was a time in the season where there was conversation about Aaron Rodgers being washed and his Packers team being terrible. Now, after a massive dub down there in Miami where the weather had snow. Yeah. yeah. It was cold. Lambeau went 
down are not only Packs fan, uh, Packers fan who show up everywhere. Snow actually took place down in Miami before that game it was like 40 degrees. I don't know how the snow happened because it was 16 here and it rained. Hmm. Nonetheless, none of us understand science as well as we probably should since we've lived on this earth for as long as we have. But I think it's unpredictable. Speaking of unpredictable, the Packers are right in the fucking thick of this thing. Yeah. Are the Packers going to make the playoffs? And if the Packers make the playoffs <laughs> right now, are you a guy who is never going to be able to get upset about the Packers looking like shit early in the season <laughs> because maybe we turn the page too quick to a new chapter of the Green Bay Packers being post-Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love being the guy, everything like that. They make the playoffs. This is going to be a shit show from a conversation standpoint about what was, what is, and what could be in the future with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers more specifically. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still kind of awestruck, to be honest with you, Like especially with the way that game started yesterday. I mean, after Jalen Waddle had like an 86-yard, 84-yard touchdown on the Dolphins' second possession, and it was like, oh, Jesus. So fast. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a long day. And then not too long after that, another busted coverage. Tyreek Hill goes for like a 52-yard gain down to the one-yard line. But Rodgers mentioned it a couple weeks ago, the addition of Keyshawn Nixon. Like, he, he really has been like the boost that this team, for whatever reason, like they, they needed a guy like that. And he's kind of like reinvigorated the entire team. 95-yard or 96-yard kickoff return for Keyshawn Nixon. It was literally chatted about by Aaron Rodgers. This is incredible blocking. It's not just Keyshawn Nixon doing the thing. He had a couple different lanes. So you got to give massive credit to Basaccia getting all the boys to buy in. But this type of thing is quite a weapon. When you're going on the field on the plus six going in as opposed to your own 10 or own five, which is the case for the Green Bay Packers after their special teams have been terrible for a long time, what a boost of energy this is for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And then we're kind of we're, we're continuing to see like they have kind of their full complement of skill players now and anytime like big dog what he means mercedes lewis means so much for that team and anytime he kind of gets involved in the passing game scored a touchdown early and then we kind of saw some vintage rogers yesterday of like yep. you know everyone's saying oh this guy's lost it you know he's, he's overthrowing guys he's missing wide open guys the pass he threw at the start of the second half to Mercedes Lewis, you know, 31-yard gain down there was – it's just like that. that's the type of shit that you expect from Rodgers. He was putting balls in a bucket all day. And then their defense, which looked terrible early, kind of they got challenged at halftime by uh, the defensive backs coach. And then all of a sudden you kind of saw things flip in the second half. They picked two off three times in the last three possessions. It was just it, – it really does start to seem like now these guys really do believe. you know. So whatever happened in the first half of the season when they looked like shit and every other Packers fan was like, oh, I've never seen this before. This team looks so bad. Like Now these guys, I think, really do believe like, hey, the, the door's been left open for us. Everyone says like the last thing you want is – Rodgers to get into the playoffs or like let the Packers limp in everything's legit I mean we were saying it a couple weeks ago oh, everything's out in front of them all they got to do is win out but like the way the dominoes have kind of fallen and everything that has needed to happen for them to get into the playoffs, it has. I feel very, very confident going into these last two weeks of the season. As you should, I think, yeah. with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones being able to play the way they're playing. And obviously, Christian Watson has become an absolute mm-hmm. stud for them. He was making some catches over the middle. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about vintage Aaron Rodgers. His ass was fucking running a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I saw him trying to shake some people, mm-hmm. diving a little bit, a little bit extracurricular afterwards, right. getting a oh, first yeah. down. Mm-hmm. The sense of belief on that team. And I think whatever you're talking about the throw out of the second half, in the third quarter to Aaron or to, to Big Dog Mercedes Lewis. Fucking Fox, I wish they would have been told about what happened here. This dude's 30... 39, I think. 39 Jeez. years old? Jeez. Look at this play from Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, third quarter, down seven, float to the right, cross body, 
flick like this into a fucking bucket. I think Vane Denke is in his face right there, and he's flicking a ball like this, 39 years old, into a bucket to Mercedes Lewis. And the whole conversation was, did he catch it? Did he not catch it? Let's zoom in. Let's take a break. Let's not do it. Let's fucking talk about the old ass hippie that's the back-to-back MVP who's already scrambled for some yards and then now is making plays that he used to make all the fucking time. Off script, off schedule, little razzle-dazzle. I think that was Christian Wilkins in there who is an absolute dog on the defensive side of the field. Whenever you start seeing things like this and you start hearing them answer questions to uh, I believe it was Pam Oliver afterwards, mm-hmm. and he's talking about he knows everything that's going on around the league everywhere. Yeah. He was asked about Tua before the game, and he cut a promo about Tua. He cut a, a promo about how he's playing, the decisions he's making, where he's at now. The conversation about Tua is vastly different right now <laughs> yeah. than it was about six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now, and you watch that, it's almost – it's hard not to say, oh, that system, very similar to the Niners. Bingo. That system, the quarterback just has to do his job, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Tua was doing his job for a long time. Mm-hmm. Balls were on the money. Timing was everywhere. Defense wasn't able to get a good bo- or a good jump on him because I feel like he was looking off and disguising things yeah. well. Now we're at the end of the season. The book is out on everybody. Everybody kind of knows everything. Seems like he missed some balls. He was behind, oh, yeah. a little bit slow. And then there was obviously some decisions that weren't fantastic that led to three straight picks to end the game. Three series ended at the end of that game for the Miami Dolphins. Pick, pack, what? puck. What? Pick, pick, pick. That's how the whole game ended, basically, for Tua. And I don't know if it's just the uh, Jair Alexander and uh, Packers defense had a good read on him. And obviously, Devondre there gets an incredible pick, and that's an incredible athleticism. And here's another one that's just kind of handed to him, and it was a little bit of an overthrow or an underthrow, depending on where it was going. Bad couple weeks for Tua. A lot of conversation being had about him. I think with that system, guys will continue to be open. So as long as he can get out of his little slump that's currently happening i'm not worried about the dolphins long term not worried about Tua long term but i think it is certainly worth talking about if he doesn't do his job in that system could somebody else do it yes you know and with a new coach new operation down there that did not draft Tua, you wonder if that's going to be an off-season chatter Yet again, which would suck for Mm -hmm, Tua. mm -hmm. We've talked about Tua's mental toughness and how it's had to be stronger than everybody else in the NFL pretty much. When he gets in, his coach didn't want him there, benches him. When he puts him in, it becomes a big nightmare. He puts him in, he pulls him out for the big-time moments, puts Fitzmagic in there. Fitzmagic comes out, who we all love now even more after he's been on Amazon, Amazon Prime and everything like that. says, like, yeah, I'm heartbroken. I didn't know. I I thought this was my team. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of leads into everything bad. Then it's come out. You know, Flores didn't necessarily love him. Then it comes out the team was maybe trying to pay the team to lose. I mean, it's just like the shit show Mm -hmm. that has been Tua being a quarterback in the NFL is something that is not fair for Tua and what it was for Tua. Then McDaniel comes in, puts him over. Tyreek Hill starts talking about the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. They're talking very good about him. We're starting to hear Tua go, psh, psh, psh. Then we're starting to see these highlights come one week after another. Tyreek, game changer. Waddle, game changer. Even the fucking uh, tight end, Gasecki or yeah, whatever, uh-huh. game changer. And two is hitting everybody, making decisions that are perfect. Has these long balls every single game to Tyreek Hill. But in that system, with everything having to be on time and every ball having to be in the fucking dot in a perfect spot, and if you do as such, the person will be wide open. With him missing a couple each game, yeah. it's becoming very evident whether or not He's the guy or he's not the guy. I've heard from some Dolphins fans 
Oh. Sources. Oh, no. Okay. Saying Tua is who we thought he was. No, no. People are giving up on Tua already. I want to let everybody know I am not giving up on Tua just yet, but he is going to have to tighten it up because this December record is going to start looking real bad on his resume. And also, McDaniel ain't going to do that shit. McDaniel knows his offense is going to create open people. If the quarterback can't hit him, that's not a McDaniel problem. That's going to be a Tua problem, and that'll be a conversation that'll hang over their head all offseason. Three picks, four picks, whatever the case, can't have it. But for the Packers, defense was opportunistic. Yeah. Right. Defense took advantage of situations. Mm-hmm. Special teams showed up and did their thing. And on the offense side of the ball, it looked like there was some creativity. They're playing their best football right now. This is when you want to be playing your best. Massive game against the football gods, Minnesota Vikings, this weekend in Lambeau. Packers are able to get that win, and then they're able to beat the Lions in Lambeau, week 18. Man. And is it the brand new, new Lions in week 18? Or is it going to be the same Old line that showed up just yesterday in Carolina, where Carolina set franchise records for both rush yards against a team and total yards against a team. Three hundred and like sixteen yards rushing against the Detroit Lions yesterday. Carolina Panthers five hundred and twenty-three total yards against the Detroit Lions. Remember, the Detroit Lions defense was a sieve earlier in the year. They fire the cornerback coach. All of a sudden, the defense is hot. They're the ones that are kind of the leaders of this brand new Lions. But Singletary, no, I'm sorry, Foreman and Hubbard Mm -hmm. had numerous of those. So many of them. Where they just beat Don the brave old new line. I'm telling you, it's getting ugly out there. And and, and this is not – this is not fair for Motor City, Dan Campbell, and the Lions. Mm-hmm. Great teams lay eggs every once sure. in a while. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of teams that have gone on to win the Super Bowl who have lost games in embarrassing fashions in week 14, week 15, week 16 of the NFL season. There's been a lot of them that have done that. But when Sam Darnold's running the fucking option, yeah. and when Sam Darnold's <laughs> looking like goddamn Joe Montana mm-hmm. at quarterback against your team, and you guys are getting bullied by the Carolina Panthers, or Steve Wilkes probably should be the head coach down there. Yeah, absolutely. He has five wins this season i guess that's like the most that matt rule had over all of his years or whatever the case is and he picked up an interim head coaching gig Uh after they trade away their best player who didn't make the pro bowl but has become a staple of a team that's going to probably run in the nfc for a long long Mm -hmm. way and christian mccaffrey is this the same old no lions did you give up hope did detroit give up hope or is this everybody outside hoping to kind of get in there and fracture the fan base and remind you guys that where you were years ago is where you are yet again because a team that is basically run by an interim team with no real future just ran all (laughs) over your faces and mcdc goes up to steve wilkes goes you kicked our ass man (laughs) thanks man that was unbelievable man really good work man (laughs) fuck man that's what he says and everybody from the outside goes, oh, lions stink again. I don't think that's the case. No. I think you can lay an egg every once in a while, and you still have everything in front of you, right? The Lions can yes, still make still it into the playoffs. playoffs. And that Week 18 game against the Packers in Lambeau uh, is probably going to be the decider. Uh-huh. And we are going to learn if this is the brand new Lions or is it the same old Lions. Foxy, how was Christmas? Not great. Is, uh, this a, is this a nostalgia gift that your favorite franchise tried to give to you, or is this just an anomaly for the brand new, new lines? I'm going to go with an anomaly, Pat. I just think they didn't show up. You and AJ talk about it all 
the time teams lay eggs. The Lions were due for an egg there because the, the last time they went on this winning streak when they played the Packers last. That was so long ago. They had played so well. They lost to the Bills. That's the only loss they had during that entire span. So, yeah, they were just due for laying this egg. Defense didn't show up. We're on to the Bears. Keep it moving. Still the brand-new Lions. But I will say this, and I hadn't want to say it on this show for a long time. I have been dreading that game at Lambeau Field. And now that the Packers are hot, this is going to be ugly. Yeah, well, is it the same old Packers? And is that what everybody is worried about right now? Because they still have the back-to-back MVP. They have a weapon in Christian Watson that they've desperately needed. Dobbs is back there doing his thing. Mm -hmm. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are problematic. And Big Dog is starting to become a massive piece of the offense. It's almost like whenever they were playing shitty, Mercedes Lewis, who's been in the NFL for 55 years, said, I'm always open, man. Mm -hmm. Whenever you guys need me, I'm I'm fucking always open. And Aaron's like, you're damn right. Let's, we actually need to do that. Week 18 is massive in the NFC, but the Vikings, team of destiny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They can put an end to all of it this upcoming weekend. Yeah, but could you imagine if they are fully healthy and Bakhtiari comes back and plays for the Packers, how good they'll be? What is Bakhtiari healthy? What happened? The, uh, the appendicitis? Yes, yeah, an appendectomy, I think, uh, three, we- three or four weeks ago. It was before the bye week. How... I mean, he has the knee lingers for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Then appendicitis shows up (laughs) out of nowhere Mm -hmm. when he was just getting back into it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But most guys miss like a month, I thought. A month? Is that what it is? Because I remember when it was first coming out about Bakhtiari and his appendicitis, they were talking about it's going to be a little bit longer than normal. And I don't know if that's because he had it worse or the, or the surgery was different or, just- or whatever the case was. But I think it is like three weeks, three yeah. weeks, right? That's kind of the weeks. standard. Yeah, that's what I thought Unless it was. Unless you're a dog like Minka. Minka missed one game. He wanted to play in that game. Thomas said you can't do it. So Joe Bur- So Minka was one week. Is that real? Minka missed one game. What? He wanted to play in that one game. Tomlin said he can't fucking play in And game. that's a safety, obviously, so not as much contact, I guess. Sure. Big, big collisions. Yeah. Not every single Don, though, is yeah. going to be Burrow came strained. back to practice after two weeks, I believe. Burrow in training camp probably yes. would have came back earlier if it was regular season. It was like two and a half weeks, I think, if I recall. Like 17 of, days. A lot of appendectomies. Something like that. Yeah, season. what's the deal? What's up with everybody's uh, appendix? Check out, check out the latest know. Twitter files. That'll fucking clear yeah. it up for you. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I will <laughs> say Twitter files is certainly uh, – it's only just beginning, it yeah. seems like. Fucking really starting jab. to cover everything. And obviously, <laughs> don't read it if you don't want to learn anything. I get attacked for being political whenever I say, Twitter files is wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I don't go into the politics that I didn't even know that Twitter files, uh, basically just everything that Twitter's been doing behind the scenes, getting leaked publicly, is a poli- that's, a pol- that's a political thing? Huh. I had no idea that was a political yeah. thing. That's a political thing? Yeah. Really? When when, just... when a political party gets ex- it's exposed. Oh. So the truth. But I didn't know. See, I was assuming that it wasn't just one party, especially when Twitter files started. No, I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is one party. I think it's all parties. But That's what I'm saying. People, That's what I think. People don't like when their said political party gets exposed. That's well, both I'm, of you I'm need to know. One particular party certainly getting much more exposed than the other right For now. Sure. That party also in power, though. Mm-hmm. So I would assume... Power. That that would change. That would change some things. Chance. Both sides, though, look terrible. Look, just learning what Twitter was a part of with the government is worthy of everybody trying to understand for the world that we live in. Now, should not change the way you live. 
certainly be the way you think, though. Like, hey, this is happening on one of the largest platforms of all time. It's probably happening in other places, too. Let's remember that whenever we maybe rush to judgment or something or anything else. Or whenever we start to just hate another person for no reason at all. Let's all assume that we're probably all getting played a little bit mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's why I think Twitter files is pretty important to read. As somebody who is not political, do not know enough about that world, not smart enough to know enough about that world. I think we all understand that. I'm in the sports world. Twitter files is fucking alarming. Should invest 10 minutes or however At long least. it is to read in the Twitter files. <sighs> Did the Twitter file, I didn't read this most recent one, all of it. Did it's it say appendixes are getting attacked? I, I, assume, I assume somewhere down in there, but, uh, but you're right. This one is actually both sides. So. Bingo. That's mm -hmm. what they all kind of. Yeah. yeah. If you just assume that that's happening for those in power, you could assume that that probably. I think the Green Party even gets involved a little bit. The Green Party, I remember, yeah. Yeah, that was Ralph. Ralph Nader. Yeah, yeah Ralph. he was really rolling with that's it. That's right. Oh. He was like, we're smoking weed all <laughs> <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I think this is my guy. This like weed. is my guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then you start looking at some other stuff, you're like, oh, that would never work. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah that should not be running a country. <laughs> Okay, right. got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah. I like the ideas, though. I like the ideas. I, lo I love the ideas. I love where we're headed here. So with the appendix, though, it's not three to four weeks. So is Bakhtiari just a big, fat baby, or is he just whoa, not whoa, playing because whoa, I'm just curious. Joining us now is a man who probably has more information. He's the insider for the insiders. He's the insider for the NFL itself, the network it owns, the website it owns. Right. And the streaming service, NFL Plus. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Insiders and the weekly wrap up of the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. News breaking. What is it? He is a baby. Um, well, we've actually had a couple things break in the last like two minutes. One, Mike White was cleared. So he will start. Which doctor? Is that effects. like Doctor 15 or 16? Which doctor was it? The important doctor, Phil. the Jets doctor, and his own doctor. Okay, congratulations, wow. Mike White. So he's starting. He's back in. Yes, guaranteed. Yes. Zach? Good news for him. He is starting. Yes. Congratulations to Mike White. Mike. This wonderful story of Mike White being the guy for the New York Jets is back on. The locker room loves him. The fans love him. The team plays better when he's in there. It was either he or Strafolsky who were going to lead the Jets yeah. to a happy offseason. It'll be White. I assume Strevler will be the backup, actually, because yeah. with those ribs, probably uh, have a package for Strevler. What's up? Uh, yeah, I would say... I don't know who's going to be the backup, but I would expect a sort of Taysom Hill type role for Strebler, yes. which is really what they wanted to do last time, except they're actually moving the ball, so they kind of just left him in there. And, like, the offensive line needs to play better. A lot of things need to be better, but they got a chance. They got a chance. Okay, so Mike White, starter, Strebler, backup, Joe Flacco, third, Zach Wilson, healthy scratch? Uh, I don't know. Salah's going to talk today. I assume we'll clear that up. I don't know for sure whether hmm. Wilson will be backup or – Kind of back to inactive again. Hey, that's a t hey. Eesh. They were booing. Hey, that pop for Strafolsky when he hey. came on. Now in a quarterback. I know. Former Grey Cup champion. <laughs> yeah. Man who chucked beer shirtless in Canada during a parade. What? Did he? Strevler. Oh, yeah. 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 Fireman Ed fucking popped his cap mm -hmm. off. <laughs> yeah. And Wilson's just standing there. Just eating that whole thing. And he has to ask questions. Yeah, they're passionate. They expect greatness. It's like he has not delivered that. The future there is certainly interesting. What was the other breaking news that came in the last two minutes, Mr. Uh, Rapport? So we've had a bunch of ego stuff today, too. Avante Maddox, who is their starting DB, who's played really well, played in this, uh, 
basically plays the nickel role, plays in the slot. He is out indefinitely with a significant toe injury. Dude, Vikings. So not going to see him in the regular Uh-oh. season, and then we'll see. Uh, and then I would also <laughs> say that C.J. Gardner-Johnson is eligible to come back this week. Nice. Whether he does or doesn't, is going to be back for the playoffs. So they lose someone in the slot, and then they get another really good defender there too. So a lot going on with the Eagles. Lane. All right, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Godspeed to all the guys that are hurt. Welcome back, CJ GJ. Mm-hmm. The NFL has missed him. He is one of the most immaculate shit talkers yeah. in all of sports and an absolute dog <laughs> on the field. Happy he's back. Jalen Hurts missed this past week because of a sprained shoulder. Obviously, Gardner Minshew played well. That team is very good. Yeah. They come up short and don't cover mm. against the Dallas Cowboys mm. because of a fumble on their own 20 to make it mm-hmm. six. Almost as if it was being written like a script mm-hmm. for the Dallas Nonetheless, I'm not Mm. saying that. It was just came out of nowhere. Jalen Hurts probably going to miss this upcoming week, and are they working? Are they going for that number one seed, or are they going to try to get him healthy for the playoffs, you think? Uh, Don't know about his status this week. I think there's a chance that he plays. they got to evaluate him probably a little later. My guess is before Wednesday's practice. But he's going to want to play, and that – he's not one of those guys who's like, oh, kind of rest up, and, like, he wants to play – He's going to push to play. They are going for the number one seed. I mean, that makes life easier. You get a bye. Agreed. You know, you you basically advance a week, obviously. So it's not just the bye. It's also you get to get to play. Um, Home. He's going to want to play. We'll see. Gardner Minshew definitely played well enough to where I would say if he's not 100%, he should not play. But this is not a significant injury. It's more of a day-to-day injury than a week-to-week injury. So at least... He has a chance, but Lane Johnson not going to be there. I kind of wonder if that does affect things because Lane is really good. And if you don't have all your offensive linemen, you put yourself more at risk. Like, that's probably as significant as anything. Lane has sports hernia, right? Uh, I think that's what it's going to end up being. It's like an abdominal injury where, like, the adductor kind of tears, basically. It's like a muscle, you know. Um, Yeah, it's when you kind of turn your head and grab your balls. Mm Mm-hmm. No. It's the other hernia. It's the one where you go see Dr. William Myers in Up here. Philadelphia, and then, you know, everyone says four Ew. to six weeks, but really it's like eight to ten weeks, and Bosa's missed like three months. That one. Oh. Okay, so that's not good for Lane, but we fucking love Lane. Lane hasn't given up a sack in like three seasons. Or yes. Something. He's playing, he is playing so well, and my guess is he comes back for the playoffs because, like, he always plays. He always plays. If Lane makes it back by the playoffs and Bach doesn't, yeah. That'll be a certainly congrats. Hey, Lane, you tough son, bitch. What? Have a couple ice cold beers whenever what? you get back. What? Congrats, Lane. Hell of a season. We hope to see you yeah. back, pal. On, that is interesting because the number one seed in the NFC is certainly up for grabs now. Yeah. Lane out, potentially Jalen out. Minnesota Vikings seem to be a team of destiny with uh, destiny with the football gods, having them bang home a 61-yarder, wow. down 33 zip, other yep. miraculous comebacks. The Minnesota Vikings are rolling. Let's talk about who the Vikings are playing this weekend. The Packers and a man we just mentioned, uh, David Bakhtiari, appendicitis, obviously yes. a few weeks back. Do we know when he's coming back, or is that all just kind of a question mark depending upon how Bakhtiari feels? Do you guys know I'm not actually a doctor, right? Like, I play one on TV, but I'm not actually a doctor. But here's my understanding of the difference between the appendicitis situations between Bakhtiari, Joe Burrow, 
and Minka Fitzpatrick, who've all had vari variations of appendicitis. Minka, one week. Nope. Minka was back in like one week, nine mm -hmm. days, I think yes. is what it was. Joe Burrow is 17 days. Right. His Minka's didn't burst. That was the difference. Burrow's did. Because he's a dog. He's so he strong. was out for a while. He lost like 10 pounds or more. Like, remember at the beginning of the year yes. when he kind of like Training camp. Wasn't, himself, right, wasn't himself for a while? Lost a lot of weight. Um, so that, I don't know for sure, for sure that Bakhtiari's burst, but I know that it was really bad when they caught it. So his took, takes a little longer because it wasn't like Minka's where you just like take it out, he's ready to go the next week. It was more significant than that. So this is apples to oranges as opposed to apples to apples. Okay. Okay. Apples. Got it. Okay, so we need to stop doing this. But yeah. more, well, more, more specifically, specifically that all guy. All I heard was that Minka's appendix is so fucking strong that it can't burst. Yeah, that, I, I know you heard that. But what we're saying is, like, from the – Minka was out nine days, wanted to play the same day. Bakhtiari's been out three weeks, just got big, big push. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Can't do it. Big sure. push, can't do it because it's different situations. Can't have it. We hope Bach gets back because the Packers are about to go on a run. A couple of the boys have some questions for you. I think this one's about Mac Jones maybe being the biggest comeback oh, in the great. league. <laughs> yeah, Rev what? Sheet, uh, is Mac Jones public enemy number one? Because Bobby Spikes put out a highlight tape of Mac kind of, you know, in his dove. two years. basically. Dove, dove. We're talking about dove. Bobby Spikes, uh, Bobby misinformation. Dove. Oh, yeah. Spikes. Dove Kleiman, a.k.a. Bobby Spikes. The internet, yeah. Yeah, a.k.a. other names, too, I'm sure. But is Mac public enemy number one? Does everybody absolutely hate his guts? And uh, after that Bengals play, he wasn't fined, you said, or he's not suspended. What would you say the fine might be? Right, so he's not going to be suspended. Uh, I would expect him to get fined, though. Um, yeah. You know, it would be the kind of unnecessary roughness fine. I don't know for sure what it is on the fine table, but, you know, in the tens of thousands. Um, it's going to be somewhat significant, not a good play. And I think Mac has had a couple of them. Is he dirty? Like, I don't love that because what I find, and, you know, I know Pat played a little bit as well, football's pretty nasty. Well. What do you mean? And sometimes guys do some things on the field that are not very nice. Aren't you on a crew and, team? Well, Aren't you on a crew team? What, you I guys was? fucking cut holes in oars? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. This is the uh, video. This is the video from Dove, by the way. Here he is grabbing old Bur Brian Burns' leg, put him oh, in a figure four leg one. lock. Then here's him low bridge in Cincinnati oh, Bengal. Eli Apple on the whole thing. What's this one? Here's him sliding him with a little bit of a karate. Yeah, yeah. Kick oh. to the knee Whoa. of Cousin. And then uh, later in that, that game, later same in that guy. game, same exact guy, Mac Jones get loose to the right yet again. Set it. Oh, Mac Jones is an athlete. We saw him gritty at the oh. Pro Bowl. Oh, Everybody yeah. loved him a year ago. Now he's sliding, oh, kicking dicks. Come on, Spikes uh, him off the board, yeah. dog. So he's doing figure four leg locks. Mm -hmm. He's doing low bridge on Eli Apple behind the play. Obviously oh, a blatant cut there. Maybe he's just pissed off, which I guess could be the case. Slide karate kick to the knee with cleats on one side, and then a kick right to the dick. Oh, oh clearly, is Mac Jones. Is Mac Jones dirty player? Is that what everybody's saying? And it, how does the NFL handle that type of thing? That hasn't happened at the quarterback <laughs> position ever, I don't think. No, nah. I like, forget well, when he tried to put his helmet. So I through. do think there's a little bit of public enemy here for him because he's, you know, look, for years nobody liked Brady. Like I know now everyone kind of loves him, but everyone hated him for. <laughs> It's because he stinks, though. Nathaniel Hackett has been Now fired. everybody's talking oh, about his coach. Oh! Oh, shit! What? Hold on, hold on. We have breaking news. Bill, right there from... Bill, right here. We have breaking 
News, Ian Rappaport and his NFL Network insider Tom Palacero are reporting that Nathaniel Hackett has been fired. Damn! Oh, Just one day after Russell Wilson geez. posts a 3.7 QBR, his lowest QBR in 187 games played in the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett, in his first year as a head coach for the richest owner in the NFL, the owner of the Denver Broncos, has been canned one day after Christmas. Didn't even make oh. it to the new year. This guy who is beloved by the players in Green Bay and everybody he's ever worked with in the past actually grew up as a legacy west coast offense fucking brain with his dad instituting a lot of the west coast offense strategies and techniques nathaniel hackett and russell wilson went together like oil and water peanut butter and ketchup Ugh. those two were terrible he's out Russ stays. The Broncos are in a state in which they could have never fathomed this past offseason. They sign a quarterback, trade for a quarterback. It has been said that if they got a good quarterback, that roster, with that defense, with all the weapons around the quarterback, they'd win the fucking Super Bowl. Right. They bring in an offensive guru. They bring in a, Q a QB. They're worse than they've ever been before. The defense is phenomenal, and now they're without a head coach. The Denver Broncos, 2022 story is that of a clusterfuck organization that's in the middle of a massive turnover and big money is going to be spent on the other side to rebuild it back up but does it matter if the quarterback stinks at football all of a sudden which appears to be the case ian did i miss anything in that entire breakdown there uh no i think you nailed it. and look the it, this was inevitable right i mean nathaniel hackett was going to be fired it was either it was the case of you know, regular end of the regular season or now, you put the you put the product on the field they did Ish. yesterday on national TV, a standalone audience. It was so bad. Guys were fighting on the sidelines. I mean, it was a mess. I had someone tell me it was one of the most disorganized and volatile sidelines that they've seen. It's all a mess. And like, is there a point to firing them now? No, but. There's no point in keeping I think it either. is. It I think there is bad. a point. I think there is a point. This is new ownership who did not hire Hackett. New ownership came in after um, Hackett had already been hired as the head coach. Also after Russell Wilson had been traded for, but I believe they paid him. They decided to pay him yes. before he even took a snap. So they certainly latched their wagon to Russell Wilson yeah. in this particular marriage. Russell's making terrible reads. Ooh. Russell's throwing bad balls. Russell's played the worst football he's ever played. Is that because Nathaniel Hackett's bad? Is that what everybody's thinking? Huh. Or do you think Nathaniel Hackett, as soon as he heard he was fired, was like, thank God? Remember? No, he, no, no. He knew. I mean, everybody knew, right? Like, I'm sure for Nathaniel Hackett, there's a little bit of relief now. Every single, I mean, you've seen him in oh, those yeah. press conferences, right? I'd say. He walks up there and. It's, it's taking a beating from the press. What? It's my fault. It starts with me. It starts with me. And at some point, you're like, yeah, it does start with you. Yeah, Frank Reich was so, saying those same things. He was right. like, we got out coached. We got out played. We got out every single loss. And everybody that was watching was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we agree. Like, <laughs> why, why aren't we? We love you as a person. How come that's the case? Let's change it. Dang. Nathaniel Hackett going back to Green Bay. Nathaniel Hackett now adds to the purse. I mean, that would, would probably help. Honestly, I, I think so, yeah. too. And they could, technically, could he be back in the Packers building by Wednesday if he wanted to be here? 
Uh, he could. If I were him, though, I'd take a day off or two. Like, he's been through it this year. There's no way this is fun. His dream game job. On Sunday. Does he still get paid? Yes. If he go, he no, be- no, he gets. They what? now made it official. Hold on, Broncos statement official. You guys can read that, right? Yeah, let's turn it up. Let's bring it up here. Broncos have made an official on the firing of official statement on the firing of Nathaniel Hackett. Damn. Yeah, he still gets paid. That's a coach's contract. Like rule. He gets added into the eight hundred. He gets. It, he gets at least three years, is my understanding. So if he's a consultant somewhere else, that money just cuts into it, and then the Denver Broncos have to make up the difference, right? Uh, yes. Statement from owner and CEO Greg Penner, who I've never heard, and that's not the last name we thought bought the team. On behalf of our ownership and organization, I want to thank Nathaniel Hackett for his dedication as head coach of the Denver Broncos. We sincerely appreciate Nathaniel's efforts and wish him and his family all the best in the future. Following extensive conversations with George and our ownership group, we determined a new direction would ultimately be in the best interest of the Broncos. This change was made now out of respect for everyone involved and allows us to immediately begin the search for a new head coach. We recognize and appreciate this organization's championship history, and we understand we have not met that standard. Our fans deserve much better, and I can't say enough about their loyalty during such a challenging stretch. For our team. Moving forward, we will carefully evaluate every aspect of our football operations and make whatever changes are necessary are necessary to restore this franchise's winning tradition. I will lead our head coaching search with support from our ownership group and George, whom I have confidence in as our general manager. And that's as, significant. Yeah, because that last sentence there, um, uh, the change was made to involve ba 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 ba. We understand, whatever. Moving forward, we'll carefully evaluate every aspect of our football operations and make whatever changes are necessary. I immediately thought of all the people in the building. They were like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, we're fucking next. Right. Instead, George Payton, I believe, or Patton. Patton. Payton, Payton, yep. George Payton okay. uh, it will remain. We remain focused on playing competitive football to finish the season on a positive note. We're not tanking. We're not tanking. We're not tanking. But we are certainly letting everybody know we're looking to go a different direction. So if George Payton's sticking around, does that mean Sean Payton's not going to come? Or Sean Payton's already allegedly piecing together a coaching staff. Would he be able to become the Denver Broncos head coach? And the Denver Broncos... Uh, go ahead. I don't think so. So, first of all, Sean Payton's talking about bringing Vic Fangio... Vic Fangio is not going back to Denver as defense coordinator after being there. And I got to run after this to do some TV. But, oh, you got um, uh, Vic Fangio is not coming back there as defensive coordinator, right? Okay. So, because he was head coach there. So, I don't think that means, unless Peyton's going to go with a different DC, which is possible, um, I don't think that Peyton's going there. Could, now, Sean, Payton, stuff, could Sean Peyton go there? Po- he could, but okay. I think he's going to want to bring his own Tires. personnel guy or at least have significant personnel him. say. Would they, yeah, would they have to trade for him with the Saints? They'd have to trade his rights? They, they would have to trade for him. Remember, because of the Russell Wilson trade, thank you very much, Russell, they don't have hardly any draft picks. All right. Good luck on TV. Jesus. We appreciate you, Ian. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. on NFL Woo. Network. That's a big deal. Huge. Yeah. And Rex Ryan. About Rexy up in Denver whipping Sexy? Russ Wilson into shape. You think Rex and Russ Wilson? I don't think so. I don't know if anybody is going to work with Russ Wilson. So Hey. We don't like to be the ones that pile on. No. Yes. Okay? And you'll hear us talk about Tom Brady later in the show. Uh Uh-huh. Because it needs to be talked about. It's ugly. 
Tom Brady sucks right now at football. Yeah. yeah very good. unfamiliar, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady does not look like Tom Brady on a football field right now at all. Ball seems to be able to get anywhere it needs to get to. It is just getting to the wrong spots. Yeah. On a regular basis. Yeah. The reason why OG and older quarterbacks do so well is because they know exactly what the other team's doing at all times. Old 20 had the greatest Christmas of his fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Picked off Tom Brady twice. Could have been three times. Tom, unless this dude is just a better disguiser than anybody in the history <laughs> of the NFL, Tom's making blatant errors in where the ball should go, when the ball should go, and how the ball should go. So we will be on the record as stating that Tom Brady does not look like Tom Brady. Do we think Tom Brady could get out of it? Maybe. He's been through a lot off the field. He's old. He gave up his life for this season. That's right. For this season to go how it goes. I'm sure there's a lot of regret. Everybody's assuming he's going to be done after this year. But how could you be done if you end up having to get a divorce and lose your family and this is the football that you play? (laughs) I think you're going to want to at least go out on a positive note. But could he? I don't know if he can with how he's been playing. He looked trash in ass yesterday against Carter. J.J. Watt looked unbelievable. Yeah, he unbelievable. J.J. Watt was sipping from the fountain of youth. He was hitting old swim move, cut mm-hmm. down, zero-yard gain. Leonard Fournette, who has a Liz Frank injury in his foot. J.J. played unbelievable. On the flip side, Tom played terrible. And Tom has played terrible. And we don't know if it's Tom. He's throwing the ball more than anybody else in the NFL, so I'd assume he would like to have some sort of run game. Right. Is it Byron Leftwich? Is it the absence of Bruce being able to be the bad guy, which is being talked about on TV a lot, where Bruce will be able to tell people, like, hey, you can't do that, coach. You can't do that. Players, you can't do that. Now Tom kind of has to do it all. Why isn't Todd Bowles doing it? That's a massive conversation. Tom looks unfamiliar right now as a quarterback. With that being said, Russell is fucking terrible at football right now. He is bad. And obviously off the field, there's a lot to be said about Russell Wilson. Some decision-making things are certainly questionable. The danger which coming on the heels of the let's ride and everything else that has taken place certainly gave us a lot of ingredients for this guy sucks fodder. Now, I don't know Russell Wilson personally. I met him one time. It was a good handshake, good dap up. But yesterday, Russ was like Santa. He was giving interceptions to everybody. And they weren't just like you know, normal interceptions. They were like punts being thrown Mm -hmm. on primetime television for his worst QBR that he's ever had in his entire career. So this season, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, they were talking about growing pains. We're trying to learn each other's offense while everybody else on the team is also trying to learn each other's offense. Isn't the normal where the offense is there, Tom Brady goes in and learns the B.A. offense and then they kind of melt it together while the rest of the team knows the B.A. offense so they can kind of melt it together. This isn't Stafford going to McVay where McVay's offense was in there. Stafford had to learn. Then they could kind of meld together. But not only did McVay know the offense, the rest of the offense knew the offense as well. Well, so it was just one team trying to, or one person trying to adjust. Tom Brady, one person trying to adjust. Peyton Manning going over to Denver, one person trying to adjust. Russell Wilson going to Denver, it was Hackett trying to adjust, Russell Wilson trying to adjust, and the rest of the team not knowing what the fuck to adjust to all at the same time. Growing pains, growing pains, growing pains. We'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Then on Christmas, worst game of all time for maybe any football team. Remember, the Broncos played the Colts a few weeks back, 12-9 on Thursday Night Football. Gross. People are calling that maybe the worst football game of all time. Yep. Russell Wilson said, just wait. There's more. Mm-hmm. It has gotten real bad. How do you make that place good again? I have 
no idea. How do you get everybody on that team that you're committed to that's good on the defensive side to buy into the Russell Wilson experience yeah. after what this first year has been and you've given him more money than you've given everybody else? I don't know how you fix that problem over there. I guess if Russell just kind of snaps out of it, snaps back into it, and snaps into an offense that he knows and maybe they can put in, maybe they hire Schottenheimer to be the yeah. offense coordinator. Who was the maybe. offense coordinator when he was cooking at his highest and they fired Shoddy and Russ team three got pissed mm -hmm. off or whatever. Maybe they do that. I don't know how you fix it in Denver. They got all the money in the world, and I'm not sure that's going to help. Well, you look at it too, like we've talked about. I mean, sometimes, you know, like for whatever reason, things just won't go right, but he is literally falling off a cliff. Like you look at his stats, they are so bad. And then it's the eye test too. It's not just like, oh, he's still trying mm -hmm. to – kind of you know get you like he looks like a completely different player than he has in the past and it almost seems like with Hackett they put all of their chips into the hey we're gonna hire Nathaniel Hackett and he's gonna get Rodgers and those guys already have a great you know great relationship they have chemistry they know what each other like to do and then when that didn't happen and Rodgers resigns with the Packers it's like oh we kind of fucked ourselves well Russ is available let's go get him like it really does seem like they put all their chips into getting Rodgers and then when that didn't work out they're like okay well now we got to make this thing work with Russ that's an incredible point so because you remember the opening press conference Hackett saying a lot to sell mm -hmm. Russ yeah Hackett was trying to tell himself I think so Hackett was trying to sell himself on the whole thing and he did an interview at halftime uh of the game and he said yeah we can't have the turnovers or whatever got to be able to keep the ball everybody else is doing that follow up Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson just had one of his worst picks. Of all yeah, we need Russ to hang on to the ball. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's a whole thing. And Hackett has been very professional, I think, through this. Yeah. I think he has taken it on the shins a lot. He has seemingly just been the big dumb dipshit up there. Right. Yeah. Hackett knows football. And the reason why we'll never hear any of the story or Hackett's side of it is because he comes from the football family and it'll never get exposed. I'd love to hear his real thoughts. Oh, yeah. I would love, I would love to hear his real thoughts on his first real opportunities being an NFL head coach and it going abysmally. Couldn't have gone any worse than how it went. Yeah, or just the other players on the team. Like, I, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago where Purcell's jogging off the field and Russ is saying something and he gets in his face basically like, hey, figure it the fuck out. Like, I feel like there's a bunch of players in that locker room, and we'll probably see it this offseason, who either leave or kind of say something that can tell us somewhat of the player's real opinion about Russell Wilson because, like you said, they pay this guy more money than anybody on that entire team, probably most than most of those guys combined before he plays a snap, and then he comes in and he's the reason why this team isn't good. Like It's the same stat with the you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple years ago. How many games have they lost by you know one possession? Because there was the, hey, if they scored 17 points a game, they would be 9-1 or whatever, but how many of those were just one possession games where they just completely blew it. Go ahead, I, I think yesterday you finally saw the uh, defense. Like yeah. we, we talked about it all year. Like yeah, you they can't tapped. Just, yeah, yeah, you can't. Fuck can't. They, but like they tapped when okay Seattle gets exponentially better on offense this year, and then the Broncos get exponentially worse on offense, which we didn't think was possible. Mm -hmm. Does anyone remember who the quarterback was last year? Last year for the Broncos. Hold on, let's play the game. Let's play the game. It was at. Uh, it was a uh, Drew Luck. Yeah. Yeah. For a couple games. Sideline. And ripping a little bit. A couple games. Teddy Teddy ripping B. came in and won a game from this year. Yeah. T Teddy Bridgewater started 14 games yeah. last year. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because Carolina traded him out because remember That's Baker. That's right. Oh, yeah. So they get w w way worse this year with Russ as quarterback. Well, and then Baker. Darnold was. Ends up. Yeah. He's going to start for a team next year. Bro, he's the one. He's the one that put the final. Yeah, yeah put the put nail in the coffin. 51 to fucking 14 yesterday. What a joke. Baker's. 
He looked great. Really good. He's going to be, well, hey. Hey, let's not. He's moving to Indy. I saw he was already looking at houses. Either him or Derek Carr. Come on, Bake. It Stay there. W- with him, though, <laughs> like Bake, it actually does seem like he may have cut. Because you can say whatever you want about Cleveland and, like, the way his teammates thought of him and, you know, his relationship with them. It seems like, you know, to his credit, he has kind of grown up a little bit and he kind of gets it because it does yeah. seem like those guys actually love playing with him. Well, it's been really clear skies. True. Since mm-hmm. he's gotten in there. Yeah, exactly. Real, the rest really good, good honeymoon. It is, it, is, yeah. real, it is a great way to build a but relationship. But even in Carolina, when he wasn't starting, you know, and I there's agree. the video of him headbutting the dudes coming off the side. Like, it seems like he actually has kind of taken to heart, like, oh, maybe I was a little bit of a shit heel and I have some growing up to do. Baker went 24, 28, 230, Jesus. and two tuts. Pretty good. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Cam Akers, 23 rushes, 118 yards, three tuts. <laughs> Tyler Hemby. Oh, no. Yeah. Nine receptions, 94 yards, two tuds. Mm. I mean, the Rams, and Sean McVay was having a time of his life, it appears. The Rams are taking advantage of what Baker does best. Yes. And that's what everybody on the internet's saying. It's crazy what Baker has the capability of doing whenever he has an offense coordinator and a head coach that likes him. Yeah. Because remember the whole conversation about Stefanski. Mm-hmm. And Stefanski has Stefanski's offense that yep. I think Deshaun – is having a good time. So I believe Jacoby <laughs> averaged 2.7 touchdowns per game, and he scored three touchdowns over four games or four touchdowns yep. over three games? Three games. But, or four games. I mean, Deshaun, he didn't play football for two and a half years, right. and right. he dealt with 45 court cases. Yeah, exactly. And everybody just assumed he was going to be good at football all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I don't know mentally how much that weighs on you, like, oh, I might be going to jail, uh, but also just not playing football for a long time, opting to stand on the sidelines. I don't know. I guess everybody just assumed he was going to be able to drop back in football-wise and play exactly how he played. So, 70 stories ago? Yeah, right. 2019? Maybe. maybe. 70, yeah, math checks out. I mean, just let alone all the tr- I want to trade. Uh-huh. Right. That was probably like a good 30. Easter Reese Sherman's. Yeah, but I'm just talking about strictly yeah. Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, juries. The accusations, the New York Times, yep. the I want traded, the yeah. I'm not playing. The radio interviews. I'm here. Stop asking me questions. Doesn't have his lucky towel anymore. He's going to a couple different teams. Yeah. He's supposed to go to Eagles, Jets, Dolphins. Yeah. Falcons, Falcons. Saints. 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 Yeah. 70-some stories. They didn't let him keep the talk. Hadn't played. I didn't, we, didn't, we don't know about that. Do sure. Is that fact? Or we I meant? believe it was one of the stipulations had to give up his towel. Tally got destroyed? Tally is a account on Twitter. This towel we're talking about is his personal towel that he carried uh-huh. around place to place. Tally mm-hmm. was also addicted Who's to tally? math on South Park. I watched the South Park episode That's late night, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Christmas episode? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. South Park. Yeah. <laughs> they was it the Christmas episode? No, no, no. no. It was leading up to Christmas episode. Okay. I think they were running like a marathon. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of the episodes I had missed in the last 10 years. They're still. Sure. Oh, yeah. Still they still it. have the rocket launcher. And, yeah. They and bring it out whenever they need to. <laughs> Weekly. They do, yeah. yeah. I, I just happened upon one. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else on. I'm like, oh, South Park's on. Let me go ahead and check out what they got going. It was an episode from maybe like 2019 or two. I think like 2018, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Still got the gas. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Flamethrower. But anyways, yeah, like 70 stories ago, Deshaun Watson was very good at football on the field. Mm-hmm. Then he hadn't played football, and a lot had happened. Everybody yeah. just, I guess, assumed he was going to be great again on the football field. He has not been for no. the Browns. They're probably viewing this year as a preseason, whatever, for yeah. them. But Baker's not there anymore. Would Baker be better than what they are this year? Who knows? Is Stefanski a guy? Here, here's, a whole, uh-huh. good question. here's a whole question. They had 
Baker wins a playoff game in Cleveland with Stefanski. Then Stefanski and that entire team run Baker Mayfield out of town, basically, right? Don't like him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get along with anybody. I'm sure there's reasons. OBS, Odell Beckham Sr., we have respect for OBJ and the entire thing and ended up working out for him. They put the video out, but he ends up not like – Freddie Kitchens, I think, was his head coach before that. Yeah, Stefanski Uh went with Kitchens players. Then not only Freddie – Hugh Jackson was before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever you're talking about everybody that has kind of been his offense coordinator, Sean McVay seemingly has put him in the best positions to succeed for what Baker Mayfield is good at. Baker Mayfield also, no wristband, mm-hmm. running. Very complex. And McVay is covering his mouth, talking to him on the sideline, mm-hmm. talking about a lot, and seemingly Baker just gets it. We never talked about him being having a photographic memory. Nope. We never talked about like football IQ wise being good. And I don't think many people chatted about him being in a situation that was not necessarily perfect for him because that's not the NFL. Like in college, a team is going to be built around their best player. A team is going to do their thing to make their quarterback be as good as possible. And in college, the offenses are normally quarterbacks a freak athlete base. So let's just get a couple concepts here. The NFL is a different game. You have to have a high football IQ. There's systems, there's schemes, there's lookoffs, there's this. You can't necessarily run that college stuff especially if you're not faster than anybody that's what everybody yeah. said about baker like yeah lamar is able to do this stuff because lamar is faster than people patrick mahomes is able to do a lot of this stuff because patrick mahomes is a better quarterback better arm and faster than baker mayfield they start talking about tyler's able to do he's faster than baker baker's not fast enough to do the college offense and mcveigh's like yeah we can certainly do portions of it though mm-hmm. we can do things that make him more comfortable make it more easy more uh athlete takeover less thinky uh, right pretty much and they've been able to accomplish that congrats to baker really turning yeah, yeah. a lot of narratives in a very quick time, and inevitably being the one that got Nathaniel Hackett fired from the Denver Broncos. Uh, and joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a NBA pundit, a video game shit stirrer, and COVID survivor. Saw his kid in an elf costume on a four-wheeler this weekend. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! A.J., what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, fantastic. Was your Christmas great? It looked fantastic from the internet. The weather seemed to be a bit cold and chilly, but I think a lot of people had their holiday how they thought they were going to have it, which is good times, good laughters, and good family. Is that what the Hawks experience over there in Ohio? Yeah, it was awesome. Some uh, some cold weather and people freaking out aren't getting, going to ruin our uh, Christmas over at the Hawk household. So, yeah, we just went about our business and had a great day, a great couple of days. It's been fun. Yeah, the Hawk house, more specifically, Mike Hawk said, hold these balls. Mm-hmm. I am going to have uh, Christmas, whether you like it or not, especially after the last two years. Uh, I love watching Axel show up on a four-wheeler in an elf costume. That was maybe one of my wow. favorite videos I've ever seen. His wife's story. I do not follow his wife. His wife does not follow me my wife follows his wife his wife follows my wife mm-hmm. so i get all my updates on aj as a human through my wife mm-hmm. samantha sure. who kicked ass this christmas shout out to you sam uh she said look at this and she ig story across living room and it's a tiny little photo of a kid standing on a four-wheeler and it's a video coming forward getting closer and closer to the video until you can see like clear picture Full elf costume, fucking Axel, riding on a four-wheeler, standing up. <laughs> I laughed so hard, so, so hard at that. That was maybe the most Axel Hawk thing I could ever see in my life. It was the four-wheelers for everybody, just for Axel. And did you go all in on Christmas? A four-wheeler for Christmas Jeez. is an incredible Christmas oh. gift, AJ. Well, it's a it's a little kid four-wheeler, so it's electric. You plug it in, it's battery, but it goes... 
it goes plenty fast for a five-year-old, no question. Now, he asked for this months ago because he went over to his little buddy's house one time and they rode it around the street. So he's getting that and possibly my other uh, – I got another guy coming up with another birthday. He may get one to match because those are obviously a big hit and everybody wants to get on them. Easier to buy pairs, it sounds like. A little BOGO half off. I respect the move. I respect the play. Merry Christmas to you. Just like everybody at home, hope you had an incredible holiday. All right? Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I believe Kwanzaa is happening right now. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day, which we looked up, uh, was literally started by uh, rich people. Yes. Day after Christmas. Go give uh, the less fortunate gifts they didn't want. The poors. Yeah, give the poors your leftovers, your servants, everyone who pampers you and takes care of you, all you rich Canadians and Brits. Just give all your shit you don't want anymore to the poor. That was how it was read to me. Now, I did not read the actual description. The man you just heard describe it was the one who was reading the description to me about it. So, happy (laughs) Boxing Day. Boxing Day. And get back to work tomorrow. Because that's what they said when they originated, too. (laughs) Let's move to some NFL news. Nathaniel Hackett. Amanda, you know? Do you know Hackett or no? I do not know him, no. Hackett, former quarterback coach, I believe, for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers spoke very highly of. He might have been the ipso facto offensive coordinator. I'm not sure, right. but LaFleur was calling plays as the yep. head coach. Hackett was spoke about in high regards by everybody that we had obviously chatted about that has known him in the past. He gets a Denver Broncos position. Ty Schmidt brought up a good point last hour where I think Hackett and a lot of people believed that since Hackett went there and his relationship with Aaron, maybe Aaron Rodgers, who was thinking about not returning to the Packers, would go to the Broncos. Then Aaron Rodgers and Hackett would be able to do what they did in Green Bay in Denver with a roster, obviously on the defensive side of the ball that has been amazing this year, and weapons, and a time that every Everybody seems to like and love would be able to have massive success. Aaron signs back with the Green Bay Packers on a five-year, $150 million mm-hmm. deal or $200 million deal with $150 million guaranteed with options, I think, after every single year for Aaron Rodgers. Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. We say, see how Seahawks are rebuilding? Yeah. Pete Carroll's 71 years old. They're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. They get a, a first in return. Russell Wilson, a franchise player. The drama that has happened year after year will now go to the Denver Broncos. So seemingly, the Broncos got everything they thought they needed to win a Super Bowl. Everything their fans believed that they needed to get back to the top of the mountain like they had been in the past with Peyton Manning and John Elway and the boys is an offensive guru and a fucking quarterback. They get both of those things. So much so that the new ownership, the richest owners in the NFL, as soon as the quarterback gets to town, before even throwing a ball with a Broncos jersey on, give them the biggest contract in the NFL, lock in for the next five years. Broncos ownership, tell them Broncos fans, you're welcome. Here we go. We got a quarterback. No more Brock Osweilers, nope. uh-uh. Teddy B's, and right. Drew Locks. Simeon. Simeon, who right. actually got him a win. Or rip, Rip, I got a Sorry, Simeon. Flat, oh, no more of these days. Okay, no more of these we got a quarterback. We're going to stick with it. we got a head coach who's an offense coordinator. Going to stick with it. Our defense is always going to be good because the contracts that we have and the players that we have, they're going to be fantastic in a tough division. 
we're ready to go. And then it all just, boom, blows up. We got to hire a game coordinator mm-hmm. for the fucking head coach who has Jesus. no idea what he's doing. The quarterback who's supposed to be a superstar and be the reason why they go to the Super Bowl is the reason why they're not going to make the playoffs, has his worst season with his worst QBR just yesterday. It's only gotten worse as the season has gone on. This guy has seemingly eaten too many danger witches. He forgot how to play football. Yeah. What a shit show in Denver. And I wish I could be around Nathaniel Hackett one night. When he's having a couple ice cold around the fire. And it seems like he's a guy who probably tells stories about what he thinks this has been. Because here we are, day after Christmas, first year as a head coach for the Denver Broncos, where he was supposed to be set up for the long haul. And he's fucking fired after the most embarrassing Christmas loss in the history of Christmas losses. What a time to be Nathaniel Hackett. The writing was on the wall. It happens today. It came abrupt and it came quick. What are your thoughts on the Broncos situation going forward? Russ put a 3.7 QBR on the board yesterday. Worst of his 187-game career. Well, I, I wonder what the Broncos do from here. Yeah, you fire Hackett. I don't know if they would have won. If it didn't look completely miserable on Christmas Day against Baker and the Rams, would he have kept his job for the last couple games, you think? Dude, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The writing was on the wall that he was going to have to fire, be fired because the contract of Russell Wilson. Just yeah. like what's going on in Arizona. Mm-hmm. right? Just, just like what's going on mm-hmm. in Arizona with Cliff and Kyler. Kyler signs that deal. That's basically the biggest indicator that Cliff Kingsbury, even though he just signed a deal, much smaller. Even though he just signed a deal, he's going to be gone is what everybody's reporting, including Fowler on ESPN.com, writing that as yeah. like almost a matter of fact. Cliff Kingsbury's out of here. Now, he had to play with Trace McSorley in Prater hits from – Fucking 56 and 51, and Andy Lee is slinging the rock, and James mm-hmm. Conner looks younger than ever, and J.J. Watt is playing like he's yeah, fucking why? 25 again. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Cliff Kingsbury's fired at the end of the season, but I think they're just waiting to do it. Them doing it on this particular day is obviously ownership trying to say to the fans, like we saw yesterday, we're sorry. We're going to expedite what we're doing, and we'd like to move forward. But how do you fix that? You think Patrick Sertain is going to want to continue to fucking be teammates with Russell Wilson after all the shit that's happened? We're not behind closed doors, and money can make everything right. But how does Russell Wilson win back that team, let alone hack it in this next head coach that they're going to have to be on the same page, and the next head coach is going to have to say, I'm here to make Russell Wilson good at football again. I love Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in football. You guys paying him that 20-year contract before even seeing him play for your team. Genius move. I would have done the same because of how good I think he is. Look who we'll take advantage of when Nathaniel Hackett didn't take advantage of. That's what he's going to say. But how is Russell Wilson going to fucking get along with that locker room again, AJ? That's my big question, Mark. I, that's what I wonder with this whole team. What did we do with Russ? Like, is there any way they can move on from him? There's no way that someone will pick up his contract, but what makes you think oh. Russ will be better next year with another that's year of age? Well, all don't. of this, like... Why would it get better? That's yes. a good don't. idea. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't know. This needs not to not happen. He would play well indoors. He really would. Uh, don't. You, dude, listen. You fucking have. White and blue. He looks good. Really good. You're credible, AJ. Okay? Remain mm. that way. Okay? You're a Super Bowl champion. When yeah. you speak, people take you serious. <laughs> don't start with this fugage trend that is happening around the NFL right now. I've seen Baker Mayfield as an Indianapolis coach. Mm-hmm. I've seen Derek Carr as an Indianapolis coach. Okay. Okay. He'd look good okay. in a Pete Franklin offense. Who do you want to have Zach, out all three of them? I've seen Zach Wilson in Indianapolis Colts oh. uniform. And now everybody's got fucking Russell Wilson in a Colts uniform. <laughs> this, can't be the, this can't be the new trend. This guy, no. 
overpaid, terrible, seems to be hated by his teammates. Mm -hmm. Let's fucking send him right to Indianapolis. Yeah. That ain't us. And we got a lot of shit to figure out. I mean, we're going to get some wins tonight. We're going to get a win tonight for the rest of the AFC yes. that's looking to get in the playoffs against Herbert and the Chargers. Yeah. And we got a lot of love for that Chargers team. We just talked to Dicker. Tom Telesco, their GM, is literally the reason why I'm in the mm -hmm. NFL. Kyle Van Noy, friend of the program. Mm -hmm. Austin Eckler, former friend of the program. Then we talked about him being an injury specialist. Right. Justin Herbert's been on the show numerous Keen, times. Keen. Derwin James came on the show. Keenan Allen came on the show. Mike, Mike Williams came on the show. Fine. We love the Chargers. More Chargers. <laughs> we have a better relationship yeah. with the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, we Brandon Staley yeah. was in studio. He was. That's we, a trend, actually, with a lot of these teams who come to town. Steelers, same exact thing. We have more. We have a lot more friends on the current Chargers team yep. than we do on the Colts team. Right. I blindly follow the Colts because they paid me a shit ton of money to kick a ball, and I know a lot of people in that building that are going to be there through this regime, Jeff's regime, through Frank's regime, right. through Chuck's regime, through Jim Caldwell's regime, through Tony Dungy's regime, right. through Jim Moore's regime, uh, right. right. through all right. the regimes that have happened. There's been people... Jim Harbaugh's eventual regime. Maybe, even though allegedly him and Michigan had a talk last year where they're like, we're not doing this yeah. We're done every with year. We're not doing this every year. Allegedly, that was discussed, but what do sources know these days? Who knows? And if Jim shows up with a guitar, my man, Jim, you might be him. Our Colts are lower than they've ever been. Yeah, Michigan's cool. Yeah, you really rule. But come back to Indy and let's take them to school. <laughs> Jim, that, that actually might get the job done. Jim yeah. might, Holy shit. Jim might do that to Jim and say, hey, we put you up on a ring of honor for a reason. Yeah. Do you remember you played 24 games for us? We put you up in a ring yeah. of honor because mm -hmm. of how much we appreciated oh, you yeah. as a person. That was the tip of the cap, too, because in the future, we might need you back to save the program. Ridiculous. Because where the program is right now, we might never be able to come back from. We're lowest we've been in 30 years, khakis. At least. Okay, so maybe that happens. But allegedly, Michigan said, we ain't doing it but if you think about the colts i don't know how you fix it you need a reset button i don't know who you trade how you trade who comes in here and gets it together feels easier than the broncos feels easier to fix the colts than the broncos most likely yeah but back to the broncos i don't know how you fix that i have no fucking idea how you fix that most can russ take a pay cut no yeah can yeah yeah, yeah i'm sure or just cut your time well, i mean what is okay so we're going okay they, the broncos are going into this offseason that russell wilson is their starting quarterback next year no matter what right uh-huh yes Ugh. all right i mean that's going to be anchor. interesting for whoever new head coach comes in like hey what's your plan what are you going to do how is russ going like how is russ they going to russ, develop after this year on nfl network they showed russ yeah before the tunnel came out to the tunnel they're walking through the tunnel to run onto the field for the game he actually ran out early he, nice. he started jogging. Nobody else did. Then he had to turn around and walk back. <laughs> Jesus. Uncom really? It was only like four steps. Uncomfortable amount of time showing the tunnel and <laughs> rust. Okay, he was uncomfortable. I was watching it. Didn't love that I was watching it. Actually was thinking to myself, this is a long time mm -hmm. in this moment. The interaction Russ has yeah. with, with teammates. Yeah. yeah. The team did it on purpose. Hey, let's stand back. Let him ride on. We're not bothered. What was he doing? What do you mean? Just like the way... Is he talk? Is anybody even talking to? That's him? what I'm saying. Group walk. Yeah. And like first group was walking, then Russ, all by himself, walking all by himself. Then another group behind Russ walking as yeah. a group. Okay. Then Russ wa works his way up to the front of the team, has to walk through group, 
Not a lot of, uh, com but maybe they just know that Russ is locked in. He's about to hang a 3.7 sure. QBR. <laughs> let's not, let's not get in his mind. And then he stood there. It was just an uncomfortable amount of time. I think they sent him out too early. I think they sent the whole team out there too early. But the in the interactions did not seem to be like, oh, we love each other, and that's going to be hard to do whenever your team fucking stinks, right? But especially whenever you're you're missing Christmas at your house right now with your family mm -hmm. on a team that fucking stinks, and you're on that team because you thought that team would potentially be good, and they stink because of this guy who's getting paid more money than you are. He's uh, never really done anything good for the team, and he's about to have his worst performance yet. So how do you mend that relationship going forward? I don't know. I don't know how many people loved Hackett in the building. You know, I don't know if there's any players that are going to come out anonymously and say, like, we would take Hackett over Russ mm -hmm. 10 times out of 10. I don't know if that's the case because I think they might have both not been on good terms with everybody because of how the performances were. But if you're on that defense or you're a vet on that team that's been there and you got to come back another round with a new coach, how do you not tell the new coaching staff, like, the truth? Yeah. Like, hey, this fucking guy, wait till you see what he exactly. – he has his own office, bro. we got to go meet him in his office sometime. And you're like, what? Like, yeah, you're going to have to – you know, like, that's going to happen, and I don't know how you stop that from happening, honestly. With that many people, too, 53-man roster, let's say at least 15 people probably in that, where their contracts are, they're going to be back. They're vets. They're good players. They probably have a lot of respect for everything they've done with the Broncos. I don't know how you keep them from telling the next coaching staff, like, just wait. You should not have taken this job. I mean, it's pretty it's apparent. Decision like, by you. I don't know. It's apparent, but it definitely it, – it, I don't like if you're going to become a first-time head coach. Is there any chance? Like, would you ever turn a job down if you've never been a head coach and you interview for a gig like this and you know, like for Hackett, he he probably never never gets another chance to become a head coach and he had he was one and done. He didn't even get a full season. Uh, I don't know. I think Hackett might get. A, I think Hackett might get a chance like yeah. ten years from now if like he has maybe. another another shot. If he has another good successful run at quarterback position somewhere, and who knows if he'll be back in the building of Green Bay yeah. this week. Let's go. Hey, we got a playoff run hack. Why don't you get back yeah, in nah. here? What are you guys doing? Uh, basically, we're trying to do the same thing we did last year when you were here, but a lot less. Still got so, that shit about the gold oh. zone? Bring that back. Why don't yeah. you? We need yeah. it. Yeah. We need all the yeah. creativity you could potentially get. Everything that, for whatever reason, wasn't working for us, worked for us. Mm -hmm. So we need you back. we got to beat the Vikings this week. They're, tr to. they're trying to get the number one seed right That's now. That's right. They're trying to get the fucking number one seed. This team has the football gods on their back. we got them in Lambeau. You know what we need. Gold. I mean, that would be amazing. Hackett will go from living the fine life in Green Bay. He's getting talked about in more interviews with Aaron Rodgers than anybody else. The gold zone's on display literally every single week. They're number one in the NFL because of fucking Hackett's brain. Mm -hmm. Becomes a head coach. Holy shit. I'm Nathaniel Hackett. I'm a head coach in the NFL. This is where I'm supposed to be. We get Russell Wilson instead of Aaron Rodgers. Not exactly who we wanted. Got Russell Wilson now. And then day one working with him, he's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I got to no. call his assistant to get him a... Oh, no. Oh, no. What's this? Oh, no. We're working through some things. We're working through some things. Working through some... Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Hey, I got to get a... Uh, we're recommending that you get a game manager. Uh, somebody so you don't have to decide field goal, go for it, what the score is. you don't know what you're doing. You don't really. You don't have to. We want you to think about, oh, I thought I was a head coach. Oh, I thought no. that was decisions that I actually made. Oh, oh no. what the hell? Oh, no. Russell Wilson has forgotten how to play football. I told him literally just throw the out if they're in cover two. Uh -huh. They're clearly in cover two. He threw the fucking ball over the middle. What do you want me to do? This is literally what we're talking about. Can't forget. Oh, no. Fired. Bam. LaFleur, one text. You up? Yeah, that's right.
Gojo! Yeah. He's all the way back, lifting his legs up like fucking gold member. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that that takes place. Ian Rapport said, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, why don't you take a nap for a day or two? Yeah. I could understand that as well. He's in the middle of the football season. He could go to the Packers right now and still get paid for the next three years mm-hmm. before this whole thing. What a wild day. What a wild position being an NFL head coach, especially if your team sucks. Well, and that's why it feels like the Seattle Seahawks should be charged with robbery because what they did to Denver was just absolutely despicable. It feels like they knew exactly what was going on with Russell, with his whole entire team, with how he was in Seattle that last year, not even you know the other stuff like the imaginary huddles, broken hand, running up and down the field, doing all that stuff, more so just how the team felt about him as a whole. That's called visualization. Exactly. You never understand it. No, in Denver, you never understand. Broncos it. players said they've never seen anything like it in the in training camp. So I'm not saying it's bad, but obviously it doesn't fucking work. Because well, he did the knee drive and their knee, knee high knees yep. on yep. the plane. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. And then they won that they game against that the game. Jags. Yes. That's an impressive win. You know, looking back at it now. But if you're thinking about as a guy going into that Denver job, how do you not ask any of those players, like you just said, hack it? Any of the guys in Seattle, like. Hey, I just interviewed for this job. I'm in the building. There's a wonderful place. What is the only thing why I wouldn't take guys, this job? Guys, this place is amazing. How we're not winning? Yeah, my office it overlooks the rock. Look at mine, dude. I'm in a. This is wonderful. What are we? So every day's a pain. If they were winning, it wouldn't matter. If they were winning, we, all this stuff with Russ wouldn't matter. I'm looking up it would our just stats. Be the goofy side of Russ. I'm looking up our stats. If you get rid of the Baker Mayfield Rams 51 points, yeah. you look at the deal. We've only given up fucking 14 points a game. We should be able to. Got the Rockies here. Yeah, quarterback. Leads legal. I fucking spoke. Yeah. yeah, quarterbacks on the Super Bowl. What is the deal? What is going on? Why is it and then, thing? then you're sitting there, and your door opens, and it's the uh, cardio coach of Team Three. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> you have a meeting with every single day. Exactly. Hey, we yeah. got a we got a five fifteen a.m. Okay, just want to go over how we're planning on using Russ today in mm-hmm. practice and walk through because he might have to be a crawl through uh-huh. for us walk right. i know you like jog throughs <laughs> and then full practice might have to be a crawl through if you want to, or maybe office chair through because what russ did on sunday we got it all tracked we got a soviet gps system mm-hmm. on him and then the coach is like all right that's not bad i appreciate his intel leaves team three fucking hand coach comes in yep. hey we're today we're going to use rugby balls because Just, uh, we like his hands having to be on a little bigger ball. So when he grabs a uh, Duke, you know, right. smaller, mm-hmm. better, make practice harder than a game, you know, so he should be able to throw it. He used to throw baseballs, you know, but we found that football seemed to have big. So he's going to need rugby balls on this Wednesday, and I'll be back tomorrow, let you know if he needs it on this Thursday. <laughs> fucking hand coach comes out. Guess who comes in next? Fucking Peloton coach. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're in trouble, to be honest with you. Peloton killed a kid in Montana. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to talk about him doing a Peloton anymore. <laughs> Need you guys to get covers for the Peloton. It's actually going to be a Lance Armstrong bike mm-hmm. that he's going to ride out there, but it is going to be Peloton workout that we have. Goes in, then he calls Hackett. Was this every day? Every oh, yeah. fucking day. I'm in the gold zone, pal. Boom, he's <laughs> out of here. Is that what it is? Is that why it's so impossible? I hope- I hope like 5% of that is true. I hope yeah. there's at least some part of that to where the head coach has to deal with oh, outside people from Team 3. Like That would be amazing if we find that out. That was um, – who was it? Elvis and who was the president? Nixon. Uh, Nixon, yeah. Nixon. I watched some documentary or movie uh, where Elvis and Nixon were planning to have a meeting because Nixon needed better numbers in the younger demo – and Elvis wanted to be a federal agent. Mm-hmm. So they thought yes. they could really – Nixon's team – not Nixon. Nixon wanted nothing 
to do with this. Nixon's team, though, for poll numbers was like, we'll just do a photo with Elvis. The young kids will love you. You'll be popular. You'll be famous. It's a good idea. And Nixon agrees to it because how bad he was polling at the time or whatever. Uh, and Elvis had his people go talk to Nixon to tell Nixon what was okay to do in the king's presence mm -hmm. and what was not. This is the president, sitting president of the United States. Yep. Elvis's team comes in. Team three, if you will. Team Presley comes in and tells the president what all they can do. Nixon's team tells Elvis what he's allowed to do in the meeting. Then they go into the meeting and Nick or Elvis, within a minute and a half, fucking just snags his peanut M&Ms, which is like rule number one, do not touch President Nixon's uh, peanut M&Ms. And then from that point forward, it just got like, they, they, they portrayed it as a dick contest. Yeah. Oh yeah, constant Basically, dick measuring. Yeah, constant yeah. the entire time. I wonder if that's what Team 3 actually does though. Like Team 3 goes in and says, what if Team Three's getting to interview the coaches? So like the Waltons interview, yeah. mm -hmm. George Payton gets the interview, Team Three gets the interview, mm -hmm. and then we all agree on it. Like, I personally believe that none of what I just said is true. But, but my brain thought of it strictly because there has been numerous situations that have been laid out before us here with Russell Wilson where all that shit could very much exist exactly. and happen. And Russell Wilson and Team 3 think they should have that amount of power and think they should have that amount of say. Now, if they win, they should. When you lose drastically and terribly like you do, and they are, you don't. Will that be a problem going forward, AJ? I'm going to assume yes. I'm going to assume this is going to be something, this whole Team 3 situation. Uh, yeah, and I, it'll be interesting to see how Russ and Team 3 handle this whole process whenever they go through the hiring process. Like, how involved does Russ want to be? How involved does he want to – like, if he if Russ really wants to be involved, I'm sure they'll, they'll let him. But what if he does bring some other people that aren't on the team, some of his, his outside people? Like, hey, well, let's let them get our eyes on it and really ask a few good questions here with these candidates. Yeah, your, your business – you're new to this. Okay, you guys are new to this. You guys just were on Walmart, what, a month and a half ago? <laughs> Team three here? I'll run the aisle. Been to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. George, what have you done, George? How many different quarterbacks have you hired? Oh, Peyton, good for you. Nothing. All right, sweet. See you later. It's fascinating. Let's take a break. On the other side, we have Matt Money Smith joining us. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember, Matt Money Smith works for NFL Network, mm -hmm. power ranking show, and does play-by-play -play for the Chargers. We'll learn a lot about the Chargers who are playing on Monday Night Football tonight on the other side of the break. Also around the NFL, the conversations that are currently taking place behind closed doors. Where's Sean Payton going? He's already building a, a fucking coaching staff, just like Mike McCarthy was in his basement in Wisconsin. Right. Sean Payton allegedly has already reached out to Vic Fangio, former head coach at Denver. Great defense coordinator. The reason why the defense is good is because Fangio put that thing together. Sean Payton run the offensive side of the ball. Vic Fangio run the defensive side Woo! of the ball. Are they lobbying for these owners to be like, hey, we got a super coaching staff ready to come take your program to places it's never been before. It sure sounds like it. Wouldn't the richest owner in the NFL – Want to be able to abuse the lack of cap in the coaching salary to potentially bring that tag team duo in? I would think yeah, that'd I be think the Sean Payton's got experience dealing with older quarterbacks that can't play anymore. Him and Drew Brees broke a lot of records. At one point, Drew was an older quarterback who couldn't play anymore. Mm -hmm. But for a long time, he was not. Is Russ in that? Which category is Russ in? Is he broken? We shall see.
A man who we are very lucky to be joined by, a man who's joined us in studio before. We're thankful you're doing it again. Welcome to Thunder Room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome Love it. to Thunder Room. Appreciate you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Money Smith is here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt, obviously you're in town because the Chargers, you're their play-by-play guy. Yeah. They have hired your incredible voice and view upon the game to call it every single time for the local audience or whatever back there in L.A. What are you seeing from this Chargers team? Because I'll tell you what, you know this as much as I do. The rest of the NFL, more specifically, the AFC bubble teams oh, yeah. are pulling hard for a Colts yes. win tonight. You think that's going to happen? You think the Colts have a chance to upset this team, or are they sure. rolling right now? No, you know what? They, um, I'll tell you what's interesting. There's like been one sort of issue through these couple wins here against Miami. Are you traveling on team plane? I do, yeah. Okay, so this guy knows Chargers better than anybody else. Yeah. As we're listening to his answer, let's take that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'm in the inner circle. You know? Yeah, yeah you're playing definitely. Yeah, yeah, right? it's, actually, yeah. Uh, it's actually a cylinder. Yeah, yeah, so I'm in the cylinder. Flying, which none of us understand. Right. 40,000 feet in the air, bigger than a building. Right. You're in there, though. That's the nice thing about the charter, you know? Air gets a little bumpy at 37. The charters, eh, we're going to climb up to 41. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to climb to 41. You down there, you can't do that. Yeah, we fly on big birds. That's right. Yeah, so um, the one thing that's been an issue has been the interior of the line. So Jeffrey Simmons last week, Christian Watson the week before. What do the Colts have? Forrest Buckner, one of the best mm. in the business. So that's how you can wreck a game, right? I mean, you collapse the pocket immediately, and things go sideways in a hurry. So that would be kind of my one concern. The other thing, too, is, look, the Chargers, they're like the Vikings. They, uh, you know, they play one-score games. They do not blow teams out. You know, they blew out the, the, they blew out the Texans, allowed them back in the game. They go down 14-0, then they get a big lead on the Browns, and they allow them to come back in the game. So I think because we haven't really seen them do the whole foot-on-the-throat thing, it's... Anybody think, can win. Yeah. I think they, they allow teams to hang around. So that's why I think if you're, you know, a Boston Cana fan oh, of yeah. the, the Patriots... Maybe you feel a little good about tonight, right? Ah, ah, wicked, you know, wicked, uh, wicked, nice uh, Monday. If Yin's tone over here with the Steelers, uh-huh. Yin's feeling pretty good about tonight, Nat. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I think we're still using the Boston accent. It's hard. But you use the Yinzer. Uh, I use the Yinzer in that. Slang, yeah, yeah. In that. And that works. Uh, yeah. And that works. Yeah, you just got to be as lazy as possible with your mouth. Yeah, you're trying to just mumble. That's what Pittsburgh people, they, they don't want to move their uh, mouth and lips too much. Because obviously, why would you when you're working so hard? Down at the mill. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> there is a lot of people that are watching this game tonight. Whenever you talk about letting teams kind of linger you know the Colts were up 33 zip when he's up with anybody can linger <laughs> they let the Vikings linger <laughs> and, DeForest, up 33 nothing. and DeForest Buckner I you know I we have a lot of respect for DeForest yeah. Buckner well, he's been on the on the show before superhero. and he's very good that D-line Yannick Ngakwe and DeForest Buckner have been running their asses off chasing people doing a lot of screens and things like Eckler is the fucking guy, right? Yeah. Isn't he get he gets the ball all the time, always scores. Herbert loves him. Is he the number one weapon for you guys? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah I, I mean, look, it's what it's, should we be watching for here? Yeah. Here uh, uh, anytime to, yeah. yeah. I know everybody gets into the whole Pro Bowl snub thing, but man, it is such bullshit that Austin does not get more attention. I mean, the guy's got thirty, I think thirty one, thirty two touchdowns. Since the beginning of last year, it's like eight more than the next guy in line. He it's, always is in pay dirt. Always. Like he just and, and like you look at that touchdown last week against the, the Titans. I mean, Simmons hits him at the line of scrimmage. That's 320 pounds, and Eckler just starts churning those feet and pushes two guys backwards five yards into the end zone. He's so underrated, and I think that's one of the things that, that Herbert you know, appreciates and he leans on. It's kind of okay. I gotta have this. A gotta have it play, and I think Austin and Keenan are kind of his gotta have it guys. Until we get into those final moments, 
Then Mike Williams becomes his gotta have a dog. Oh, that sideline mm-hmm. last week. I mean, it's ridiculous what he's able to do, you know, in, in those in those moments, in, in the sideline, in the 50-50s, all that sort of stuff. Well, and Keenan's obviously Keenan, and then there's a Carter, I think, right? Number five uh, or number DeAndre. one. DeAndre, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been and it's Flies. funny, you know, like you guys know Fast. This. Yeah. You get those punt returners, and if you can figure out right, how right, to work them into mm-hmm. your yeah, work them into your offense. They're shifty guys. You just get them the ball in space, and then they go to work. And I think they figured that out with DeAndre early on. Yeah, the Niners did that with Ray Ray just mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey actually seals a block. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing about this Chargers team as well is it seems like everybody's bought in. You know, it seems like everybody's always I, – I don't know why. I mean, they're sitting at 8-6, and six, still a winning record. Obviously, they're in uh, the playoffs. Going into the year, it was like Super Bowl conversation. Oh, yeah. And then what? Some shit happened? Is that what took place? Some yeah. shit happened? I mean, Bosa gets – you know, you lose – kind of the straw that stirs the drink on defense up front, right? Like, you know, you can't double both those guys, Mack and Bosa. And you saw through a game and a half, they were wrecking shop against the Raiders and the Chiefs. And then he goes down, so that gets screwed up. And then Rashawn Slater, you know, you have a left tackle that you can just, hey, he's there, we don't have to worry about it. Let's focus all of our attention over here. He goes down week three. Uh, Justin Herbert fractures his ribs. J.C. Jackson. Oh, yeah, what was that? Was that like the thing under the ribs? Rib cartilage, I think that's what they called it. Uh, Thankfully, you know, I've never had that. No one's ever kicked me in the stomach. So, (laughs) you know, I've been all right. Pretty pumped about it, too. Exactly. It's clean living. So, you know, I don't know what that feels like, but he's a different guy these last three weeks. He's looked totally different. AJ, your question for Matt Money Smith. What's up, Money? I actually just read uh, some article about how the team gets along so well, and Cleo Max picking up these huge dinners at these super nice spots. Have you ever been invited to that? No. No. I, mean, no. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I will say this, though, AJ. It's, it's funny because new guys, you know, I think they, it takes them a minute to figure it out. Like, hey, am I, am I cool to sort of start talking, to maybe lay, you know, set a tone? And I think Kyle Van Noy, Super Bowl champ, Khalil Mack, defensive MVP. I think they finally realized, or not realized, but I think they were like, okay, Comfortable. I'm, I'm good. I can, you know, and kind of word is that Kyle's been running the, the players only sort of meetings Ooh. and, and that Khalil has kind of become a little bit more of a, a presence. And so I think they were just kind of feeling, because Dur- look, Derwin's the soul of the team. There's no denying that. He's such a pre- When you're around him, like you'll see it tonight when you're on the field, you, you, you feel him. Like when you're, there's something about his aura that you can feel when you're That's in awesome. his orbit. Dog. Um, but I think, I think Kyle and Khalil were kind of feeling that out. And last like three, four weeks when, okay, we're six and six. These other teams are shit in the bed too, so we got to take advantage of this because that never happens to the Chargers. Things do not break their way. So the fact that all of these teams have started losing these games and it's actually working out for them, I think they recognize that and they're like, "Let's go," you know. And and it's been a different sort of vibe around the team these last couple. Okay, Connor. Because of all those things you just said, and granted, like Slater getting hurt, J.C. Jackson getting hurt, Bosa. Do you feel like because of the Herbert contract right now, the Slater contract, like they're all in now? Like they their window is open, and if you know these next. Next, you know, two, three years are pretty pivotal for the whole entire franchise before they have to, you know, sink a lot of money into those prime positions that you just mentioned. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I think when you when you ask that question and, you know, you go all weigh in on it, and, but it's like, hey, you know, I, uh, I ball out here. I get paid now. Yeah. Uh, if it happens in two years when, Herber, when Herbo's making $60 million bucks, I might not be able to get paid as much to stay here. Yes. So I do think maybe there's something to that. Like, I got a year left on my deal. Like, Drew Tranquil, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl uh-huh. caliber player. Like, if I'm that dude, I'm looking to get paid this year before Herbert gets his extension. So, yeah, I do think there's something to that for guys that can get their bag, you know, before 
Herbert gets the biggest bag in the NFL. Yeah, Tom Telesco will hold that contract mm-hmm. over their head while negotiating <laughs> with Tranquil and everything. Hey, listen, you, listen. You can do this now. Here's one, two, again. we can pay you this, but year three, we can't. We're Come not going to be able to do that. Even though the salary cap is going all the way up with another two and a half bill for Sunday ticket coming to YouTube TV and YouTube. Congrats to the NFL and to us as fans not having to rely upon a dish service in most places. It's bananas. Excited for that future. Uh, But let's talk about money coming into the league. There was a time, and we might have been out of pocket for talking about this, but it was certainly a report on the internet, so we know it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, The family is maybe going to have to sell the fucking team. So then, you know, they move from San Diego to L.A., allegedly lose fans, even though from the internet it seems like Chargers fans are still very alive and well. Now they're investing a bunch of money. Derwin's in, Khalil's in, Kyle's in. They're spending money. They're going to have to pay people. Is the team at a point where, let alone the window, but they're comfortable money-wise to, like, make big plays? And they spent no money on SoFi, right? Because I think the thought was they don't have the money to spend on SoFi. That was kind of always our – have we been misreading the Spanos' financial situation? And that's a big deal, I think, for the Chargers, especially getting into this cash-over-cap era that we are with a young quarterback that's going to need to get paid. Yeah, huge deal. You're absolutely right, Pat. Look, it does matter. You know, in in the NFL, it matters. If you can can scratch out checks in signing bonuses – You don't have to – you know, and and as long as escrow exists, you got to have a pile of cash. They have. I don't. I don't. I'm not privy. Even though I'm in the cylinder. Uh, Flying to. They're not in that though. They're, no, no, they are not in that right. cylinder. You're right. They're <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They got their own cylinder. Probably exactly. same size. Yeah. Yeah. For the same reason you're <laughs> that, talking about. Yeah, we right. need to get out of the. Let's get above it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know it. Oh, you yeah. got your own cylinder. You know <laughs> what that's like. Yeah, you won't see me on any small <laughs> exactly. planes anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to hey, ah, I'm gonna die. <laughs> How about a couple thousand more barkeep? Yeah, Let's go. Get up So. I think it's changed dramatically. The, look, SoFi has been a huge win for them. You know, for all the incoming they took at first when they showed up, oh, pay your rent, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, wait a minute. This, this guy had to write a $6 billion check for this place, and these guys get to pay a dollar to live here? That's how this works? This is a pretty sweet deal for these guys. <laughs> this is actually working out okay. So, yeah, you're right. Derwin's the highest paid safety. Joey got the highest average annual value contract for a defensive pers- a player. Herbert's going to be the highest paid player in the league when his contract comes up. They now have money. That place is packed. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to paint too powder blue a picture, but it's shifting. Like Herbert has changed everything in that city where there are like I just got, you know, I know it's anecdotal, but I just got a text from a family who said, "Hey, look what look what Maddie wanted for Christmas and he got Herbert jersey." Like it that is a big deal, yeah. especially with the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. In SoFi and owning the stadium outright. Now the Rams have the year that they're having, and who knows what the future looks like. Allegedly, Stafford's coming back with a spinal contusion. Yeah. We have somebody that comes on this show every single week about a spinal contusion who was told he had to retire on site at offensive line position, so maybe it's different what the future looks like. And maybe Baker's earning his spot, but it is leveled playing field. Yes. I feel like it really has. It's with an exciting being, brand of football. Like, that's the thing. You know, like, as great as the Rams have been, you think about sort of what Spanos they did that on purpose, too. It sounds like when Staley starts talking, Staley talks about, in Telesco, I think Telesco yeah. talked about it being an exciting brand of football when he was talking to us. Staley talking about an uh, exciting brand of football. That was on purpose. Yeah. I mean, look, Ben Holland, not to shift you know too far away from where we're at, but like when Ben Holland was the head coach at UCLA, they go to three straight Final Fours, but they do it with defense. Like People didn't know how explosive Russell Westbrook was because if he turned the ball over, he was on the bench. It's like, I play D and don't turn the ball over. So... It didn't work. He got fired. Uh, three Especially straight Final LA. Fours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they recognize that. It's like, hey, 
Mike wants $20 million a year. Well, Mike Williams got to get $20 million a year because that's our big play. That's our explosive. People mm. love this. You know, great guy, great lot. So I think that's what you've seen in terms of where they're spending their money. Like, hey, Derwin, superstar, splash Great plays. at Madden. Great, yeah. Yeah. great at Madden, exactly. Cornhole. Is that right? Yeah, on HBO right. Hard Knocks. He was good at About cornhole. Mm-hmm. Every, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of really good cornhole players in NFL locker rooms. They don't spend as much time maybe getting the pro circuit yet, and sure. I think the pro circuit's lucky for that. As somebody who's For now. Won. Well, they got the face of it now, too, Daniel Jones. And well, that was fake. Remember, that, that was false fake. information. What? Which does that, happen. What? On, it sounds like Spanos <laughs> not having money was also false uh, right. information. They're doing great. They're, they're doing great. They're spending money, you know? And the, the business plan of being exciting is smart. I think like that's a good business mind and not having to pay for the stadium. Not a bad idea, I guess, yeah. business-wise. Congrats to the Chargers and the fans who seemingly have a team for the foreseeable future as the Rams are in a big question mark in a brand-new market that is huge. If fucking Herbert and the Chargers mm-hmm. just go on a 10-year run, why not become one of the most expensive franchises in the world? Yeah. In L.A., with how cool their jerseys are, yep. that blue you know, especially by the beach. Woo. Herbert's being loved. The team's exciting brand of football, and the NFL is only getting more popular. Congrats to the Chargers in the future. Ty, your question from Matt Money Smith. Yeah, so given all that stuff, and Pat alluded to it, like when we had you on the show before the season started, it was like, hey, this team's ready to go to the Super Bowl right now. And for whatever reason, they're still just so inconsistent, even with Herbert being a generational talent. Like, do you feel like – I mean, granted, they have a lot ahead of them. They're 8-6. and six. They're in the playoff picture right now. But do you feel like they've kind of underperformed a little bit this year? And and is there more pressure where it's like, hey, if we don't go this year, like if they end up not making the playoffs this year, is it the type of the thing, especially if Spanos has money, he's willing to spend it, where it's like, hey, Brandon Staley, you're not the guy. we got to right. get someone in here who can kind of unleash Herbert because we can't have a Phil Rivers situation all over again. Yeah, I think, look, they we were talking about it. They really, you know, but probably I think it was three weeks ago or two weeks ago it was the first time that Josh Gore, you know, Josh Palmer, Keenan, and Mike were on the field at the same time for a full game. You know, uh-huh. they lost their left tackle the whole year. They lost, you know, again, you know, one of the best defensive ends in football. Uh, they lost J.C. Jackson. Uh, they lost Derwin for two games. Like it's just been an incredible run of bad injury luck. Um, so if I were here two weeks ago, Ty, I would have said, yeah, I think this is a disappointing season. Even with all that, they're in enough of these games that they just weren't figuring out how to win them. Like how, how do you, you know, they, they had the Chiefs on the ropes. In the fourth quarter, they got a lead and they lose that game. You know, they're, they're in Las Vegas against one of the worst defenses in the league. How do you lose that game? But on top of that, they bounce back. They beat Miami. They beat Tennessee. Now I feel like they're in that, that Bengals space from 2021 of, oh, wait, it's a team with an incredibly talented quarterback that got hot at the exact right time, and here we come up on the end of the year. Derwin's back. Slater's, you know, they're saying he could be back at the start of the playoffs. Joey Bosa's probably going to come back to practice here in the next week or two. And it's like, holy shit, this is Can we get healthy at the right time and play our best ball at the right time? Got a buzzsaw in Indianapolis, though, tonight. Don't forget it. AJ, your question from Matt Money Smith. Matt, I know you're you're calling the game, so I don't know if you make predictions or not, but what do you think happens tonight? Well, you know, I think it's a close game because <laughs> I just, why would I not predict that? You know, mm-hmm. that's the kind of the way everything's been, even with, you know, sort of everything starting, you know, Derwin back out there and just, he's such a Swiss army knife to be able, you know, I could, let me see, is there another, he's a queen on a chessboard, you know, oh, there it is. So having him back is, is a huge boost. Um, but again, that offensive line, I think, has has just kind of had their issues with you know with Ngakwe and, and Buckner. I think it'll be a, a tough haul for them. 
Um, so I think it'll be, if I had to predict anything, I don't, you know, it'd be a tight game, you know, and, and you know how tight games are. I and mean, we saw it last night, right? You know, it's oh, Arizona and all of a sudden they fumbled, the, really, you fumbled that ball and all of a sudden, you know, Tampa wins. So it's like anything can happen in tight games. That's what makes it so unnerving. But it's also selfishly, you know. I, oh, yeah. It's great for me. Oh yeah, you know, it's great uh-huh. for. I'm I'm not reading my driver's license in any of these games because it's 35 to seven. You know what I mean? I get to just DJ. Oh, and by the way, Daniel Jeremiah sends his best to all oh, you guys. Oh, love Daniel DJ. Jeremiah. Mood sticks. sticks. Mm-hmm. He uh he and I get to have a blast. You know, we get to have these. Like look at last week. It was ridiculous. You know, they're kind of outplaying the Titans the whole game, and then all of a sudden, last drive. Titans put together their best drive of the game, score the game tying touchdown, and we get 49 seconds of, of Herbert madness. You know, just that strike, that laser that only that guy can throw on the league to Mike Williams, and it's the best thing ever. Yeah, Herbert and Josh Allen probably, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, Tony, <laughs> has the last question for you here, Mr. Money Smith. So we know what their issue is on offense. Um, can they still not – are they still the worst in the league at stopping the run too? So that's gotten cleaned up the last two weeks. No. Uh, well. Yes, so they're uh, – they're, what do the kids call it? Their DVOA has really risen dramatically these last two weeks. I believe they are. Uh, I didn't know that's what kids say. That's what they say. What that according to uh, Football Outsiders, they are uh, number two these last two weeks in DVOA because they are. Uh, look, on a, like DVOA, which is of course a defensive value, value over average. Over at that, exactly. So everybody knows what that is, right? Yeah. So what yeah. does that mean? Here's what my interpretation. Mean? Instead yeah. of so <laughs> AJ, my interpretation is instead so of third curious. and twos and third and ones, they're finally getting third and sevens and third and nines. Like they were so bad uh, against the run hmm. prior to these two weeks that they, you know, and they were one of the worst teams against third on third down because it was all third and twos. It was all third and ones. Value third, over average. I think that's what it is, right? I think the other one is uh, big never actually heard defensive of expe- expected points added. I think mm-hmm. is the other Sound one that like people that. throw. Hey, are we going to sound like? Um Who's that guy that had the button on the bottom of his desk? Matt Lauer. Matt are Lauer. Gonna, are we going to sound like Matt Lauer and that lady on TV when they're like, what is the internet? Oh, you remember right. that video? Yeah. Talking oh, yeah. about this defensive oh, yeah. value over mm-hmm. average. Didn't next Matt thing? Lauer used to wear chokers? Wasn't that like his thing? <laughs> what? Ask AJ. He money. <laughs> money. Wasn't that his thing? Money. Money. That's money. Not on Boxing Day, money. <laughs> Not on Boxing like Somebody day. was like saying that like that was his thing. Like It was like an inside Look joke or something. Z. Here it is. Uh, I don't know about the choker thing, but oh. the guy had a button that basically made this thing a jail cell defensive <laughs> def- defense adjusted value over average calculates a team success based on the down and distance of each play during the season then calculates how much more or less successful each team is compared to the league average of course yeah a lot makes of third sense. and longs yeah, makes yep. sense exactly that's why I just spit out the uh, the initialism and mm-hmm. just add DVOA I just know? got it uh, corrected in my ear to fact check Zito he did wear chokers, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> Wait. <what? laughs> Let's go to the tape. Let's go to the tape. George Michael sports machine style. Let's go to the tape. Yeah. Mad money. That was amazing. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> AJ's so happy. All right. Have a good one tonight. We Love appreciate you, guys. you stopping by. Yeah. Thank you for coming through the new Thunderdome, yeah. man. This place is incredible. Thanks, man. When I pulled up, I don't know how much I can say, but when I pulled up and I knew what this building used to be. I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is the greatest place in the history of the world. Yeah, we had to deal with uh, we had to deal with the last tenant moving out. 
yeah. spiritually uh-huh. for a while. Tech-wise, we were getting messed up. Is that right? Uh, yeah, but we did some sage. We donated some tides. We did the whole thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thankful that you stopped by. Now, i got to ask <laughs> you a question. Did you say you donated some tides? Yeah, whatever that is. Listen, there were some high tides that came in. We donated those. <laughs> Picked them up. Been a lot of few, uh, ghosts in the, fewer ghosts in the machine. It's been great. Yeah, Rick Ross said, got to pay tides, and that was really where I learned that whole thing. But. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, NFL legend icon. NFL Network game day kickoff host, Steve Smith Sr. Yeah, Steve! What's up, dude? Hey, good morning. Or good afternoon. What is it? Yes. <laughs> I'm still stuck. I'm still defrosting from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was about to say, I saw you working on Christmas Eve. Thank you for working you, yeah, Christmas Steve. Eve, Steve. It looked like you were having a blast over there in Pittsburgh, Steve. Yeah, no applause needed. It was... <laughs> that fucking hat you had. Hey. You look so cool. Everybody who's at home, enjoying Christmas Eve with their families, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, having food. It was nice. Not this yeah, no, you. We turn on TV. Yeah. Colleen looks like she is ice cold. Yeah. Get me out of here. Then you literally standing at certain times because there wasn't a seat, freezing your ass off, stole the show. So we appreciate you entertaining us on Christmas Eve. Let's talk about that game, and then let's lead into some others. The Steelers okay. – Steelers, you think they got a shot? They can win out here, make it into the playoffs. Obviously, Pittsburgh isn't expecting to win the Super Bowl this year, but with Kenny Pickett and that team with Tomlin, you think they got a shot next two, three years to get back into the conversation of, like, championships and maybe being at that top group or not? I think, you know, with Mike Tomlin, he's a fantastic coach. Um, But I think offensively, um, they're held back a little bit. Um, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, um, he just he, he he leaves a lot to be desired on the offensive side. Um, what you, you, you say? You said Saturday looking offense there for the season. Saturday ish. Yeah, Saturday-ish. yeah. Great description. Yeah. Explain to people what you meant there about college, pretty much. <clears throat> just Saturday ish. You know, is really I'm 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 really trying to work on not being uh, completely disrespectful to people. <laughs> <laughs> It makes it very it makes it very difficult to do my job and go into locker room. Oh yeah, going oh, yeah. to the training camp because they're like, hey, you know, they're keeping receipts uh, on things that I say. But I'm also trying to just be um, honest. This is a million billion dollar industry, and when you have guys who are making Hell yeah. whatever the amount of money they're making, and they have the you know the 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 label of offensive coordinator, and you have Kenny Pickett. Um, you you have George Pickens, you have Najee Harris, you have so many good players on your team, Deontay Johnson, and yet your offense, you know, for 57 minutes looks very pedestrian. Sometimes it's just hard to figure that out. You know, I'm trying to figure out why. And by watching a game plan, to seal a game uh, with with Hayward, that the, the ghost or the end-around jet sweep, it was an outstanding play. But you got to have some of those plays as well throughout the game uh, to be able to kind of you don't you don't always want to go down to the wire, right? That that kind of football is uh, that, that's that heart attack football, cardiac. Right? Yeah, no, no heart heart attack. It's heart attack. Football. <laughs> got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I just want to watch a game and know that this team is going to show up, and and they show up. But sometimes they're you know they're playing. With this offense, the way it's, it's called, it doesn't seem to come with a rhythm. It doesn't seem to come with a cl- clear cadence. Um, at times, it's very predictable. And 
you're talking about now a division that has Joe Burrow, Joe Cool. You have uh, whenever Lamar Jackson comes back, and then if Deshaun Watson, uh, whenever he feels his way through and completely uh, masters that offense uh, when playing, um, I think you know I think that uh, Kenny Pickett can 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 really thrive. But you got to have a better offense coordinator. In my in my personal and um, you know some people don't agree, but my 16 year professional opinion. Well, you certainly said that guy stinks, and you're not the only one that's saying the same thing. All of Pittsburgh saying that as well. So they're thankful mm -hmm. that somebody who played for as long as you did, as important to the game as you are, is saying exactly what they've been thinking because it means a lot more coming from you. And we understand people keeping receipts, but sometimes those people keeping receipts need to do better football as opposed to keeping receipts. So mm -hmm. we wouldn't say you stink. That's not on us. That's on them, Steve. You keep being Steve. We would we would all need that. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> Steve, what about let's head out to Denver? They just fired their head coach, oh, Russell Wilson, is there, got paid a ton of money. <laughs> First what year. Happens? Like, can they, who do they bring in, and what do they do with Russell Wilson and the rest of this team? Mm, see, I, I think I'm trying to head to that training camp next year. Uh, so I gotta, <laughs> cut to it. No, no, cut gotta, to I it. I got to tightrope this thing. I got I got, a, I got a pink panther, and I got a tiptoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, obviously, it did not work out for Nathaniel Hackett for whatever reason. Uh, watching Russell Wilson uh, in Seattle, you would assume that things would have become instantly better. But unfortunately, it has not. We're not sure why. Um, we can speculate. You know, there's people that are putting up images of Russell, what he looked like a couple of years in Seattle, what he looks like now when you get older. Um, but I think there's a... Uh, what did you say? What's that? I, didn't, I haven't seen those images. What are you, what are you yeah, saying? You know, you know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. cut to it, man. What are you, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you, you saying? Know, hey, when people, when people get a little bit older, even for myself. Me too. Uh, no matter how you work out, uh, you know, when you when you indulge in Thanksgiving, it, it, you can't just uh, get in the steam room a little bit. Sometimes you got to do a little bit more work. Uh, I didn't know that was being said. That is something being said. I, I actually didn't know that. I thought that's what you were alluding to because you're pink yeah. panthering around. But I did not yeah. know that that's what people were saying. <laughs> I, I just I just think he's I think he's different. I think he's a different Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, I think the biggest issue is in Seattle, a lot of – when we talk about top-tier quarterbacks, we talk about the offense, right? What, they, what kind of offense do they bring? Um, how do they command the offense? He doesn't seem to command this offense. He's not the captain of this ship when steering this offense uh, when you talk about top-tier quarterbacks, what you expect. And I believe Russell Wilson is a top-tier quarterback. Um, unfortunately, the offense is not top-tier either. You think he'll remain top tier quarterback going forward, or you think those days are behind him? I think whoever the new coordinator, whoever the new coach is, um, I, I think it could really help him get back on track. Um, what about that locker room, Steve? Hey, that locker room's that locker room's interesting right now. Yeah, yeah. How do they fix that? I think that's our biggest question. Our biggest question. Leadership. Yeah, you think yeah, so? Yes, your head coach. Your head coach, right? And. The, the guys that they bring in with them, um, the defense coordinators, uh, the assistant coaches, like all of that is going to contribute on how fast the turnaround is. Man, because those new coaches are going to come in, they're going to ask questions. They're like, hey, what was it like last year? And I feel like there's going to be a lot of 
Oh yeah, there's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of dry snitching. I think oh, so. No. I think so, and I think that's gonna be a tough culture to get back in there. Doug Peterson talked about having to build up the trust between the players and coaches back in Jacksonville, and it seems like oh, yeah. he's been able to do that. A lot of that's gonna have to happen again, but I think with the quarterback as well, not only just with the coaches, but yeah. with the quarterback, somebody will be able to figure it out. Richie Soner in the NFL, they'll yeah. pay enough, right? Exactly. Yeah, they will. You're talking about. I mean, all you have to do is have a heartbeat to be able to be able to. Uh, Build up a better culture in Jacksonville compared to what I was <laughs> it wasn't very hard. Just, you know, actually know what you're doing. Um, Fly back on the plane. Kick, don't kick, don't kick your kicker, right? You know, things like that. That charge got dropped, I will say. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, your question for Steve. Yeah, Steve, kind of another interesting quarterback situation, but in a better way is with the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, yes. they can win now, but what do you think they would do if it's, you know, Purdy, Jimmy G, and Trey Lance all healthy? Do you think they have to. What happens with Purdy here? Yeah, what happens No, with no, Purdy? you, you, you. What happens this season for this situation I'll for Steve? What do they do this year? So, Purdy. I mean, I think they go to the NFC Championship. Loser win. Uh, I'll say lose because the Eagles. Okay, so there's a much. So he gets the. Purdy takes him all the way to the NFC Championship. Uh, Jimmy G's contract's up, right? Yes, yeah. free agent. Yeah, and, Jimmy G's out of there. And Trey Jimmy still. G has, you know, he, he's not going to stick around for that. I don't think so. So now it's just Trey or, G, or Trey or Purdy. What are you doing? Well, they go into training camp, uh, you know, with the open competition, uh, of course. Um, and I think Purdy keeps throwing those pretty passes. Um, Trey Lance has not really shown us, um, yeah. you know, when he was starting before he got hurt. I, I ne- never want to see ill will on someone, uh, but I think the injury was the best thing for him because um, it doesn't expose that the lack of football that he hasn't played uh, was going to rear his ugly head uh, at the expense of his teammates in that offense. What do you think about Christian McCaffrey's trade over there? Obviously, he doesn't make the Pro Bowl. You know Christian from his time in the Panthers, and obviously yeah. you're around the NFL. You, OG, so you know everybody. He just immediately getting dropped into the number one, basically, important role on offense was wild to think about how smooth it was. Just like, hey, this guy gets traded for, and then, hey, he's getting the ball, he's throwing the ball, he's catching the ball. Our team's already good, but now they get even better out of nowhere. Why has it worked, you think? And what do you know about Christian that made you think, like, yeah, this is going to work no matter where he ends up at? It's going to work no matter where it ends up just because of the way Christian plays. Uh, Second generation of football uh, understands uh, the ins and outs of of ball, how it works. He's not in a position um, that, you know, he could just be one-dimensional. He brings a lot to the table. Uh, So that doesn't doesn't, uh, surprise me. And I was happy for him based off uh, what he presents. And then also, too, the shelf life of any running back. And then you add what Christian does – he, he puts more tread on the tires. Um, you, you see what this offense looks like with him. Uh, when they get, you know, if they can get Debo back full full strength in the playoffs, man, this would be a dangerous team. And They're, Brandon Ayuk is doing really good as well. He's coming along. Hey, their defense, Steve. I watch them play out at the Their end. defense is scary. Dude. Their defense is scary. They talk shit too. They're 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 faster than everybody. Everybody does. Don't 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 fool yourself. <laughs> no, 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 I know everybody not everybody. I think you were yeah great at it but th- i feel like a part of their culture is like oh, yeah. i love watching them play live it was incredible i mean when you're hitting people like they're hitting people and flying around i mean you, you got to talk disrespectful for it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you're going out there especially with uh, fred warner he going out there knocking you knocking you out making the forced fumble i mean 
you know, you're going to get a look and to say something just because you have to build up that doubt into that player. So when the third or fourth quarter comes, when you really need him to shut it down, you can shut it down on him. That's what shit talking was to you? Uh, I, you know, yeah, a little bit. I, I just I just enjoyed uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have, but I, I it was a head game for me, but also, too, it was more of just um, getting guys – to, to understand who they are. I'm a people watcher anyway, so I would just say little things just to kind of see how they respond. You're trying to get them to quit, though? Oh, definitely. It's nothing better than <laughs> it's nothing better than, than you blocking a guy, you know, and he's like, all right, plays up, and, you know, making a guy quit. When you can make a guy quit, it's just it's just something about that. Yeah, you loved it, man. Seems like you enjoyed it. Hell, yeah. Oh, Steve. Hey, Steve. What about it? Let's, let's, Keep let's talking quick. shit. We don't Baker need you pink panthering around, okay? <laughs> we don't need that, okay? Come on. You're like one of the most prolific shit talkers yeah. in the history of sport. We need that. We I need know, that. But that's, what gets, that's what gets me in trouble because people know me for that. So when I actually do uh, analyst work, they're like, oh, he's an idiot. He's just – I had somebody say he looks like a douche. Like, I, I don't oh. know what that – <laughs> I hear that all the time. I am not you, though. Go ahead, AJ. We need you to keep it. Hey, keep going, though, Steve. Come on. Steve, what do you make of Baker Mayfield? What he's doing oh, uh, in yeah. L.A. right now? Where do you think he plays next year? Is he going to be a starter? Um, uh, per my uh, internal contract with myself and my heart, uh, I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> I'm the premise that it may incriminate me. <laughs> Balling right now for fair the enough. Hey, he's balling. <laughs> huh? Balling. It's fair enough. 51. Oh, my God. They hung Slinging 51. He's fucking, huh? Taking shots. Huh? Bucket. He, he's he is balling. Bucket. Not even having a sleeve. We're talking photographic yeah. memory. He jumps in there. Bang. We're going to do some college. I'm going to sling and all our head button. Yeah. Oh, balling. Rams are a playoff. Balling. Steve. Think about if he was there for the whole season. Yeah, it'd be the one seed. Oh, he's balling, Steve. MVP. Maybe. Yeah, Steve. I, I'm, I'm not falling for this. <laughs> I'm not your puppet. Steve. <laughs> yeah. I am not your puppet. Uh, <laughs> it has been amazing. I'm not, to watch. Bro, I'm not doing it. I'm, I, I, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> hey, look at you. Look at this guy. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Hey, you got SSFF 10 years over your uh, right shoulder there? Is this a project? Oh, oh, oh. No, that's uh, that's that's my foundation. Uh, what is it? Oh, yeah. 10 year uh, anniversary. Yeah, our 10 year anniversary. So it's pretty dope. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Making the world a better place. That's what we're talking about. Your, look at you. Positivity. He has a deal with himself. Yeah. I'm not I'm not even getting in there anymore. Okay. <laughs> if it comes up, everybody else can talk about it. Yep. I'm not, I don't have to, hey, Steve, you don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's the deal I'm you not, made with yourself. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm not going down that road, bro. Stop it. <laughs> Tone has a question for you, Steve. That's awesome. Steve, how do you, how, explain it to me. Like, do you think it's cockiness or the Ravens wide receiver situation? Like, they just think Lamar can do it without having any wide receivers oh, or what? I mean. I'm not sure. I, it, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with that deal. <laughs> um, man, it's a. Uh, that's why I'm glad I'm not playing football anymore. You know, some of those challenges in life, uh, they're extremely difficult. Hey, try to explain it, though, for some people. Like, for instance, 
<laughs> Lamar's got business going on right now. Lamar's mm -hmm. got a lot of business going on right now. A lot of money, big money. He's going to get franchise tagged. Everybody's assuming for the next two years, he'll end up having like 110 million or 105 million over those three years. You see what happens with Deshaun. That's something that I think Lamar does have to bring up whenever he's in negotiation representing himself. It's like, you guys get rid of Hollywood Brown, make some big play for Arizona last night. Now, is that enough whenever he was there? We don't think so. But that's a part of the negotiation as well on how much is on his shoulders versus what he's working with. That all comes into play, doesn't it? Don't you think Lamar can since he's representing himself? Well, I just, I just think at, at times, you know, each situation is different. You know, you never know what guy – which guys, what their threshold are or is or what are they looking for, why they're looking for a certain amount. We don't really know. We can speculate. We can say, oh, they offered him this and he should be doing that. But at the end of the day, he knows his, you know, everybody has a number. And, you know, whatever his number is, that's what his number is. Uh, he hasn't revealed it to us. Uh, but I do think this offense um, needs to adapt and needs to change. Uh, you're always talking about, um, you know, the running back position, the quarterback position, you know, running the football, what it can do, what it can't do. You know, it's showing well, Lamar Jackson, this offense is different. So it does add the value to, uh, you know, for what he is and what he deserves. And that's the going rate. So you either got to uh, pay the man or franchise tag him and deal with the consequences at some point. Wasn't Greg Roman getting love at the beginning of this year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was. He was getting, like, a lot of love. Yeah. Why was that? Was that on purpose? Was, that, was there a reason for that? Are they different now than they were at the beginning of the year, or is it the same shit? Uh, it's the same offense. It's, it's really the same offense. I'm not really sure. I, I think I heard some reports that bringing in someone else to interview. I, I, I don't know how much further the Greg Roman offense um, uh, can last there in, in, in Baltimore at, at – whether you're a good offense coordinator or bad offense coordinator, you're going to have these roller coasters where you're going to have to adjust and make some make some improvements, or uh, eventually, you know, it's going to cost you your job. Ravens are ten and five. Yeah, jeez, oh, so good. Yeah. Why? Why are they? You got to obviously play over there. That building is just a winning building, winning organization, regardless. I mean, Mr. Bashadi knows exactly what he wants. Um, you know, there was Ozzie Newsom, the the the. Um, general manager now Eric DaCosta's he's right there and Eric was under Ozzy for a long time they they have a winning formula they know what they want they know what they don't want um, and then you, you talk about football 32 teams uh, not every team knows what they want not every team knows what um, how to fit and put pieces in there um, and they, but they 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 know what they're doing they they figured it out and have a winning formula for, yeah for what 10 plus 10 plus years after after winning the Super Bowl they're still plugging away 10 and 5, no wide receivers, yeah. backup quarterback. Yeah. Still they got running. wide receivers. They're just not throwing them to them. <laughs> don't use them. Yeah, why do you have dogs if you don't use them? Mm -hmm. Use them was the tweet that Hollywood Brown put out. It was uh, lyrics about having dogs and not using them or whatever. And that came after, I think, Lamar told Dan Patrick that everybody knows what we're doing. Yep. That, that was like last year, I think, mm -hmm. two years ago maybe. Yeah. There was like a rough couple weeks there where Greg Roman was – publicly getting called out they stuck with them they're running the same offense 10 fucking wins that's unbelievable that oh, is yeah. as teams would die to have 10 wins yeah indianapolis colts being one of them good tie your question for steve too. steve are you surprised how quickly carolina has turned things around when earlier in the year you know everyone was saying all oh, the front office and ownership they're tanking they're they're just looking at who they're going to draft a quarterback next year and i mean shit they could still make the playoffs and then also do you think steve wilkes has done enough to remain the head coach 
I, th I think Steve Wilkes has done enough to remain a head coach. Uh, am I surprised at the dramatic turnaround? Absolutely. Um, you, you hope that a coach, an interim coach, can help make good decisions, and Steve Wilkes has. Uh, but the way they're doing it um, with literally the same players that um, Matt Rule had, I think it's, I think it's pretty interesting. The same, same uh, offensive coordinator um, that everybody's saying is, not, is, is no good. They, they've done a fantastic job, and and I am surprised, right? I, I really am. You can't say that you saw this coming, um, especially with the roller coaster and then obviously the first game uh, being in L.A. and what transpired in there. Steve, I know you haven't commented too much on a lot of these quarterbacks. What about Zach Wilson, his whole journey? Where do you think he'll be next year? Mike White has been announced uh, he, eligible to be back to play. He will be the starter going forward. Yeah. Zach, Zach Wilson will uh, not be a Jet, I can tell you that. <laughs> he, he's um, he, he could play football, right? He, he really can. I, I just don't think it would be with the New York Jets. Uh, his decision-making, uh, he makes a bad play worse. And when you're a quarterback and you play like that with bad decisions, he consistently does not show good problem-solving uh, skills uh, at the quarterback position. So I don't, I don't think he'll be there. Critical thinking, problem-solving problem abilities, all very low, it appears, on the film of Zach Wilson. Will he need another shot? Like Sam Darnold's running the option right now down in Carolina. Yeah. They're having some success. You think Sam Darnold is going to make it after going to Carolina? And do you think Zach Wilson will have the same type of situation elsewhere, or do you think he'll fizzle out? I don't know what, what what Zach Wilson will do. I don't want to sit here and say he'll fizzle out, but I think he needs to he he needs to work on his game somewhat, right? Um, just to you know, they benched him trying to trying to help him, uh, trying to do some of the things that they were doing, and then he goes out there and you throw up a ball in in quadruple coverage, and that's that's a tough deal. You could say uh, the quarterback coach. I have people at me on social media talking about the quarterback coach is terrible. Well, the quarterback coach didn't throw the ball. Uh, into quadruple coverage. The quarterback coach didn't throw the ball behind the receiver. Uh, the quarterback coach did not make Elijah Moore disappear on the football field because you won't attempt to pass to him. That, that goes on. A, that goes on the player. All right. Well, Steve, we appreciate you joining us. Who do you got tonight? Chargers playing the Colts. Chargers favored by three and a half. I do believe if the Colts get a big time win, it'll shake up a lot in the AFC playoff picture. How do you see it going, Steve? Huh? I see it going. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been picking on Jeff Saturday. I love Jeff as a person, but as a coach, mm. thirty-three zip halftime. I know it was it was, uh, it was it was tough to watch that, and you know, people were getting mad at me because I said he needs to be the first interim head coach to be fired. Right? <laughs> people were like, people were like, oh, Steve's racist. I wonder why he doesn't like him. I, I just think <laughs> it was a bad deal, man. If someone, you know, people are saying that I was jealous that I, you know, because nobody's offering me. Well, that would mean I would engage with conversation and dialogue to look at being the head coach. I've coached my sons, uh, two of my kids' flag football team, and I, I learned very quickly, I am not capable of being a head coach of anything. Yeah. <laughs> no desire to be a head coach. I don't desire to be a wide receivers coach. I, I Coaching in my future uh, looks as the percentage of me waking up tomorrow being six foot four. Okay, got it. So you don't want to be a coach. So, so you are racist then? 
It's just because uh. he's white? Because Jeff Saturday's a white man? Well, you can Google me. You know, my wife is from Utah. No! <laughs> She's a few shades lighter than me. <laughs> People actually calling you racist because you were going after Jeff Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's that's their go-to with me. Because, you know, I look like the angry black man because I have tattoos, you know? Of course. <laughs> well, Jeff Saturday does look like the white, too. I'm yeah. Blue. Yeah. Blue Cut eyes. That hair just sits perfectly on top of his head. Oh, curl. I'm je- now I am jealous of the hair, man. He's beautiful. He's got a good curl up there, too. Listen, can't lose 33 zip after being up 33 zip. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. And then he can't give up 33 points in the fourth quarter. Uh-uh. Hmm. It's been a rough couple weeks. I think the Colts win tonight. Steve, your thoughts? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can watch him on Cut To It on YouTube. Alongside Coley, I believe, who is a fucking hilarious genius. Hey, Coley is hilarious. Hilarious and incredibly smart. Wildly uh, smart. I'm still, we're still figuring that part out yet. <laughs> All right, so in, in things then. Smart in things. And maybe not everything. I uh, love, no, love you. Love the show. Keep talking your shit, Steve. You're, there's a reason you're an no. icon. It's because of that and how good you were. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Smith Sr. Yes, Steve! And that refused to say it, splits the screen with me every single day. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion. Obviously, overall ass kicker, ladies and gentlemen, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, A.J. Hawk. Talks to tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt, one half of the hammer. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. We can't thank you enough for joining us. All the boys in the back are doing a great job. Obviously, Billy's coding for YouTube right now. And Mitt is doing his thing, and CFO Phil and Gumpy are kicking ass. And Tim is restructuring the Thunderdome as we speak to make sure that the pipes that were literally placed basically outside they control our water or maybe redone with a little bit of furnishing Mm -hmm. around them a little thermal wrap around them AJ I mean what would you do if you didn't have Tim there for real that's a I don't know if we have enough time you know to do give a full answer you know what I mean I don't know he keeps you safe he fixes things course he's great he does he can do anything you need he is a handyman he's incredible at that but anybody who has a handyman knows that when you hire the handyman the handyman's going to do it the handyman's way mm-hmm. okay so that is that is how it is working with your dad not necessarily the easiest thing especially if you are in the boss position and the dad is not you know because there's always the you know i know better than you do and i'm doing it and then i'm just asking questions like probably easier though we Maybe, you know, but that's not the way he wants to do it. So what would we do without Tim? We wouldn't be live. We wouldn't be on air. We need Tim. Yes. But also, if it was another handyman, probably easier conversations to get through. (laughs) You know what I mean? Some other things. So it's a, I love him. I'm thankful he's here. He kicks ass. But there is certainly an added element to working with your father every single day on a place that is being built actively throughout the day that he works on. So That's right. Well said. It's, it, it is quite it's a, complicated. It is quite a juggle, but I fucking love him. Thankful for him. And the way he was dressed on that Friday oh. was amazing. All time. He had 55 layers on. That dude was walking <laughs> in looking like a gnome yep. through this thing. Overalls. You had to fix the gate right now. Negative nine. Have to fix it right now. Which is another thing. Like, hey, do we need to do this right now? Yeah, it's easy. Just go do the <laughs> simple. Okay, now he's, you know, he's got the sniffles. Yeah, yep, now yep. it's a full thing. You know, now it's a whole. It, this is this is what it is. Hard working fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Grinder. Yeah. Absolutely. To the day he dies, he will be a 
uh, a bloodhound, basically. Mm -hmm. You know how they just sniff until they die? That's right. Bingo. That is what Tim is when it comes to work. Like, I am just going to work, and I'm going to work, and this is how I'm going to do it, which I love and I appreciate. And then there's some things where it's like, Tim, I feel like we're doing it the wrong way here, Tim. And I'm not going to get listened to. I am not going to get hurt. <laughs> so it's a balance, but we appreciate the fuck out of Tim. Let's move on. Tonight's game, AJ. We'll wrap up week 16. And whenever we talk about them having Sunday on Saturday for Christmas Eve, and then three games on Christmas with before the season projected great games. Yep. Instead, just kind of, ah, who gives a fuck? The Packers obviously get a massive win over the Dolphins on Christmas, which is huge for the Packers. And I think Dolphins, Packers, you have Aaron Rodgers on TV and you have McDaniel on TV. We'll put them as the first game just as a lead up to what could be throughout the Christmas day. So I understand the schedule makers projecting. This is what they have to do on Thursday nights as well, which is why some Thursday games are nowhere near as good as they could be. Did you enjoy them putting 45 games on at 1 o'clock at Christmas Eve and then two games at 4 o'clock? I thought they really did their fans a disservice. Like, well, I was watching, like, Red Zone, and then I had TV up here, and we obviously had the family over for food and gifts and everything. And as I was watching, like, fucking trying to keep up with it all, I was like, why is the NFL making me feel like a terrible person right yeah, now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why, why? Like, I, exactly. I, I have to go over here. So I had to rewatch them all with NFL Plus. I had to rewatch all the oh. games. So shout out to NFL Plus. But I thought they did that wrong. And I don't know what they were projecting or thinking, but I think the scheduling was not necessarily as accurate as it should have been or could have been for the Christmas being an NFL Sunday for the first time in like a long time. Personally, don't you do agree well, with that or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was awesome that there was games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Now, the NBA we all screwed by all of this. The NBA, no question, hates it because I'm sure their ratings were down compared to what they normally were on Christmas Day. I'd love that the games were there, but, yeah, you think they could have just split up more and had more at the 4 o'clock hour? Yeah, just so it's not like a full fucking yeah. – we're taking a fire hose in. You have to keep up yeah. with it all while it's Christmas Eve. A lot of things happen on Christmas Eve as well now. For the last couple of years, a doctor in prominent position told us Christmas should not happen. Mm -hmm. And then this year, obviously, fucking Winter Storm Elliot told us Christmas shouldn't happen. But I think enough people saw what Elliot was and said, you know what? Definitely very cold, definitely stormy conditions, but this is a snowstorm. This is classic yeah. winter storm. Yeah. Nothing very, I mean, it was cold as fuck. Some grids were able to. snow as normal, though. We get a lot more snow than other times. Yeah, so do we. I guess through Columbus, Nick drove back. You guys had some real shit on the roads, though. There was like 15 cars he set there was off. A of nasty car. There was a nasty pileup that happened, yeah, like on the highway. Semis, everything. Yeah, it was terrible. 50, I think. I think it was 50 cars, I think, Jesus. maybe. God damn. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's what it was. So we're not saying that it wasn't a storm. Certainly a storm. But anybody that grew up in the cold has seen snow, cold weathers, ice, yep. slick conditions. Like, this is kind of status quo, and I think it will be forever in a lot of cold places maybe not around christmas because there is you know sometimes late december it's warmer than it normally is because that's the ebbing flows of the doppler mm -hmm. you know we know that exactly. but i think once people saw it they decided to do their christmas christmas eve is a lot of people doing shit so for them yeah. the, the way they set it up i just thought it was difficult to watch i thought it was a much more difficult thing to watch this week than maybe it could have been 
but hindsight's 50-50. I'm looking at it through a view of after it's already been done as opposed to having to project it eight months or nine months in advance, so we won't judge it. But the games, there were some good ones, dude. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. there were some awesome. good games this weekend. Like As I'm watching it, I'm like, didn't expect this game to be good. Didn't expect this game to be good. How about the Texans getting a fucking win yeah. over the Titans? Not just covering, right? I thought they'd cover three and a half. I thought they would make it with, be a game because they did to the Cowboys and to the Chiefs, and the Titans were reeling a little bit, losing five straight now. They were losing four going in. Thought the Tex They win 19-14. What the fuck is going on in Tennessee, AJ? What is going on, Doc? I mean, you is it five now? Five straight now? Yeah. Ken Hill's out for the year. Malik Willis is the guy moving forward. Yeah, like you talk about how fast it can change from bad to good, good to bad. Like this, that's life in the NFL. This sucks for for Raves and the Titans team. Let's see if they can they can still salvage the season, right? If they went out, yeah, figure can, something out. I, I, they're still in it. The Jags, they got the Jags last week of the year. Everybody's thinking mm -hmm. that'll be for the AFC South, which it probably will be. But the Titans have the Cowboys this weekend, exactly. and they have to win, I think, to make that last game mean something. If the Jags go on to win, there's a lot of. There's a lot of, obviously, things that can happen, which is great for the NFL, great for those of us that talk about the NFL. But, like, the Texan Titans out of nowhere became a fucking game. I wish I would have been able to watch it more clear and live in the moment, you know? Yeah, I mean, and especially on, like, New or Christmas Eve when, like, like you mentioned, everyone is around. Like, I understand only having one uh, primetime game, but, like, they even could have, like, sprinkled. Like, there could have been, like, three games that kicked off at 7 o'clock. Because you could just, like, extend Red Zone and have it later on at that night. And I understand, like, NBC's playing It's a Wonderful Life and, like, all the shit that yeah. they always do on Christmas Eve. But they really could have done, like, a 5-5-3 five, five, or something like that to make it more palatable and, like, actually be able to follow it. But let's not bitch. Right, yeah. right. Okay? We have football. Do they ever have, do they ever have a bunch of games in the 4 o'clock hour, though? Uh, yeah, there's, there'll four be five. Four, five. Yeah, 4 or 5. 4 or 5 the max. That. Yeah, it wonder, yeah. Who knows? Ty's probably right. Honestly, it's like the programming that they've already have set up of their Christmas movies yeah, and stuff going on. Two four o'clock games are good games. Let's not, get, let's, not, sure. let's not get crazy. They were two good games, but I thought we could have sprinkled a couple appetizers mm -hmm. with that one, so it's a little bit more. You know, and this is we we're talking very selfishly as people gonna that watch the whole league right. as opposed to just our team. You see Romo and Nance, they had goofy sweaters on. Yeah, it's yeah, hilarious. Do you watch the Nickelodeon cast? Uh, unfortunately, I had to go back and see a lot of the cast afterwards. Just Saul say Baker you didn't watch it. Around. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it live, no. I went back and watched some Sam clips of the Nickelodeon. So I watched it. I watched it. I gave it a go for a bit. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy the concept of it. Yeah. I enjoy, like, the th I don't understand any of it. I was actually, as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, like, all goes well. I have a baby coming up. I'm probably going to have to learn about a lot of this stuff mm, and the way go. it all goes. And I didn't know about it. They had... Uh, the star, Patrick. Patrick Star, yeah. Live. Yeah. They had that. They sweet. Cutting promos. Green screen. Go, commentating. Bobby Wagner's pick of Russell Wilson. While it's happening, Patrick the star is fucking commentating it. Yeah. He is the one doing play by play. That was a cool moment, huh? That was a cool moment. I don't uh, know who that is. Nate, but yeah. the star, he's SpongeBob. His name's Patrick. Oh. The, the only reason why I know is because uh, West Virginia, when I'd make a field goal, it would. SpongeBob would pop on the square one. That's yeah. SpongeBob. Yep. That's SpongeBob. Yeah. Would say, good one, Patrick. And yep. it was the star that mm -hmm. would pop up on the screen. And he was Patrick. His name's Patrick. Patrick oh. speaks in a very. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, monotone kind of. Yeah, he's yep. a doofus. Star. 
he was commentating the, the game. I thought that was hilarious. I laughed at that mm -hmm. as that was taking place. I'm like, this is smart. They had a full rig on him. They had a phone on him with a filter, mm -hmm. and then he was FaceTiming, I think, with the filter on top of it, the human that plays Patrick. So they had a behind-the-scenes look at it. Yeah, here it is. That guy live, in person, watching the game. That's cool. As if it's a yeah. mega cast. Patrick, that was good. Yeah, that yeah. was sweet. That yeah. was good. Yeah. And then uh, I saw a full Top Gun trailer at halftime on smart. Paramount+. Plus. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the games, the gimmicks, you know, trying to enlighten other things. It was a fun. It was a fun game. Yeah. It was a blowout, but it was fun. Yeah, Santa was on the field. I can't believe I took his over, bro, but it was still cool to that have That was him a FanDuel tweet, mm -hmm. for sure. FanDuel hit Donald home runs. Snowman was there. Uh-huh. Uh, dumped a blizzard on a section. Yeah. Just fucking awesome. tried to hit him with an avalanche. Yep. Yeah. Smoked him. It was awesome. I didn't know what was happening in real time. I was just watching the normal broadcast. Yeah, you missed out. Your problem. You missed yeah. out on fun. Yeah. It was my problem. My kids would have loved it, honestly. They, would, they really would have. All right, let's talk about another game. The Dallas Cowboys obviously beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. We had the Philadelphia Eagles plus four and a half in our Super Boost. Mm -hmm. It was the only thing that had to hit. <sighs> the Super Boost was about to hit two out of its last three. Last I had the full promo ready. I was ready to pop up the camera, mm -hmm. start talking shit at my house, go through the Christmas presents, go through the tree, see the family, maybe get the wife in there. Dogs going bananas. <clears throat> but instead... The Philadelphia Eagles literally just hand the ball to the Dallas Cowboys on their own oh, 20 wow. so the Dallas Cowboys can go up six. Miles Sanders, Booby Sanders, Ugh. fumble, nobody touching the ball, literally just gives it away. Gives it away. To feed the conspiracy theory that the NFL is rigged, this type of situation takes place where nobody touches them. And he just shoots the ball out. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Come on, Miles. My Booby. Thought they were going to recover it right there too. Yeah, they get four hands on oh, it. The Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. No oh. offense to the Cowboys. No offense to the Cowboys. They would have walked down here, hit a field goal tied. You guys would have came back and won it, which would have been fine because we only needed Eagles plus four and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. So field goal would have been good. That happens. They kick a field goal. They go up six. It's almost a nightmare situation happening right in front of our eyes. But the thing that really led to it all taking place yeah. was a man who we didn't even know was still available at the wide receiver position. Yeah. A veteran, a multi, multi, multi-time pro bowler, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, with no team. Signs with the Dallas Cowboys when the Cowboys were supposed to sign OBJ. And here on a third and 30, he gets baptized into the star, introduces himself to the Cowboys. That's what T.Y. has done throughout his entire career, by the way. Deep ball, contested catches, run behind, secondaries, get lost. His nickname is the Ghost for a reason. That's a tough ball to catch. Third and 30. Turn that song, bitch, sideways. A lot of people attacking Darius Slay. Who knows what the coverage was? Hopefully everything DB will break that down mm. when, uh, by Darius on Wednesday. T.Y.'s a weapon. And as soon as the entire state of Indiana found out that he signed with the Cowboys. The first question was, well, we had no idea, T.Y., why is T.Y. not with the Indianapolis Colts? T.Y. is beloved here, okay? Beloved here. Longtime player. Was on the side of the stadium. Contracts up. I thought he was retired. Signs with the Cowboys. Immediately in game shape. Yep. Mm -hmm. That ball is a, t that's a tough catch. First game in fucking, what, 
Seven months? Long time. Yeah. So, so he's been training his ass off, which everybody in Indy knows, shows up at everything, in, uh, like in incredible shape, impeccable shape, great leader, great everything. Huge play, third and 30, first down. That ball's supposed to get punted back to the Eagles. Yeah. We're supposed to go down and kick a field goal. We're supposed to have that field goal, make it a three-point chance. We're supposed to hit the super boost. But instead, now we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott playing their best fucking game, getting a huge win over the Eagles. Michael Parson being an absolute menace. Are the Cowboys all the way back because of this? And what were your thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts? Um, likely, hold on, chance he plays yeah, Ian Rappaport. Not likely chance he plays this weekend what are your thoughts on the eagles going forward and dallas cowboys aj hawk i thought gardner for the most part did what what, what he needed to do and the eagles yeah like the third and 30 ty situation you're like that was it's unbelievable how it Surge. happened the, the, what, like if you see at the end too like he even gets his foot his feet clipped right as he's about to catch this ball making it even tougher to catch like yeah the dude's awesome what a what a moment how many third and 30s actually get converted in big games and big moments like this for a player's first catch with a program Jeez. against a division rival, right? Remember, yeah. Colts-Texans, that was our rival there for a bit because the Texans were the only other team winning the AFC South. He'd go for like 180 and three tuds against them every time. Yeah. That is what T, that's what T.Y. can do every game. If the offensive coordinator, Kellen, mm -hmm. seemingly knows that, right? Third oh, and 30, yeah. let's go to T.Y. Mm -hmm. If they draw Matt Hasselbeck has like a third and 15 against the Houston Texans, the game where Hasselbeck had E. coli and yep. was almost mm -hmm. dead, sure. to win that game, mm -hmm. Just throw it up to T.Y. T.Y.'s undersized in the eyes of uh, a lot of, like, big-time deep threat wide receivers. He fucking climbs, though, and he gets the ball. He is a weapon for them. You like the Cowboys going forward after what you saw? They can run the ball. Obviously, Zeke can eat. They can throw the ball. Obviously, Dak has the capability, even though a week ago, Skip Bayless, who's like the most noted Cowboys fan, was saying, get Cooper Rush back in here. Yeah. Let's get Cooper. He wasn't the only one saying that type of shit. No. A lot of people are talking shit on Dak, saying oh, yeah. he can't play anymore. Do you have different thoughts on the Cowboys going forward? Do you think they can win this thing, AJ? Yeah, I still feel good about the Cowboys, and largely because of a guy like Micah Parsons. Like, you know, on defense, he disrupts every single play, it feels like, when you watch them play, when he's playing, like, when he's playing very well and he's yeah. healthy, but... I like Dak. I know people are down on what they think he throws too many picks and can't figure it out like in the, in the biggest on, moments, I yeah. guess. But I like him. He threw one right to a defensive end. Just I mean, that was, yes, that was a bad – that was early yeah. in the game. And this is – First time. Eagles go up 10-zip. I mean, two I mean, or three three in the fourth quarter. It Last three drives. Yeah. Last three drives. Boom, boom, boom. Including game winner, game sealer at the end. That's tough for Tua. But, yeah, Dak just doesn't see this guy, I guess. He's just looking right past him and, yeah. oh, my God. Thinking he Ooh. might be able to get over his head. He did not get, you know, yeah, no. stiff armed through yeah, there. I like Mac because he's not a dirty player. Man, Mac is Mac is dealing with some stuff right now, and his I worry about his teammates. Like teammates, oh, don't yeah. think that stuff's cool when you do that to like. It looks like you're almost trying to intentionally hurt people. Like you better have a good relationship with that locker room because your your teammates do not love that. I yeah, mean. because a lot of your teammates, and I learned this when I would be talking shit to somebody like a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman would say, "Hey, that's cool. I have to deal with this." Like the, yeah. the thought of you doing that to their team. You know, that means somebody's probably going to try to do that to us. Mm. Like, that's a... Eye for an eye. And there is, like, a... It is a big frat, though. Like, the yes. NFL is a fraternity to where, like, players, although, the yeah, they hate each other, they're going to yell at each other and, and get in little skirmishes during the game. Like, they... It is like a frat where you do... Like, you're not intentionally that trying to yeah. end people's career. Yeah, we're not trying to take people out. You know? Like, we're trying to hit people. If they get knocked out because we hit them hard, cool. But we're not yeah. trying to, like... And by we, I'm acting Purposeful. like I'm somebody else other than a punter or a kicker, obviously, that has played in the NFL. Nobody's trying to tear anybody's ACLs out there. 
That is not something. And maybe there are a couple guys. Never at the quarterback position, though, which is why I think mm. it's such an interesting thing. Him clearly kicking this guy in the dick after kicking yeah. him in the knee earlier. Mm, yeah. And then the figure four leg lock on Brian Burns. And then that side dive after the play. No reason. No, Play not is at over. All. That's just want to take an extra shot at the guy's knees from the side against the Bengals. Eli Apple said he knew what happened mm. or whatever. And Eli, like, saw it almost. Yeah, he mm-hmm. Eli, like, braced himself for it. That could have been much nastier than it was, especially yeah. if it gets caught up underneath exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's a bad ball. Bill doesn't like that shit either, I no, don't think, right? Uh, As a historian of football, I don't think that's something he necessarily loves. Exactly, and like honoring the game and kind of like what the Patriots have done. And I mean, we've talked about it. The football gods are real. You think that if you're playing and doing shit like that, that the football gods are going to honor you as a team? We were just talking about the Vikings. They're doing everything right. They come back from 33. They, you know, are winning games on 61-yard fields. This one. This shit is, I mean. Uh, is there another an, angle? Do we have another angle we can actually see the aftermath? I'd like to see what happens right when they get up. I think that's from somebody's cell phone in yeah. the building. I don't even know if they have the footage. We, sh- we should request the footage. I think we did request the plays. I don't know what angles we got there. Uh, a lot of plays from this weekend we requested. Yeah. How about Patrick Mahomes, bro? We didn't talk about it enough. Yeah. Dude. He's awesome. Hey, this guy's filthy, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, legit. Yeah. Why is he like, I feel like they fly under the radar just because they've been good They're for always the good. five years? This is, exa- this is what happens. This, this happens to, like, the people who are great, universally understood to be great. You just don't talk. Georgia this year, for instance, college football. We talked about Georgia maybe three times on College Game Day. Maybe. I think, I think maybe three times. And two of them, Kirby Smart was on mm-hmm. with us. Just because it's like, yeah, it's Georgia. Yeah, we'll, when the college football playoff comes around, we'll talk about Georgia or whatever. It's like, that's quite an assumption. You know how much hard work it takes to get to that point? Every single day, if you want to be great, like the amount of shit that you have to do to be great is huge. So once you get to a point where you're up there, you're just kind of forgotten about almost. The Chiefs have gotten to that point so quickly in Patrick Mahomes' career because of the success that they've had. They had Kadarius Tony from the Giants, who's obviously the next coming of Tyreek Hill, allegedly. And Tyreek's one of one, so I don't think that's necessarily a true statement. But this guy's explosive. They add weapons. They're building up around Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid knows how to use everybody. Travis Kelsey is still the best tight end to ever play whenever it comes to a f- offensive stats in affecting a game. Him and Patrick Mahomes are on the same exact page all the time, especially when you need it in the fourth quarter. He seemingly is always running wide open. That's because they can't prepare for what he's going to do because he does whatever. Speaking of doing whatever, Patrick Mahomes is going to fucking oh. levitate and score a touchdown and know exactly what he needs to do for this to count as six. He's talked before about his little bit of speed. I have a little bit of speed. You have a lot more than a little bit of speed, Patrick Mahomes. You're seemingly getting the edge on people all the time. And in this play, he not only gets the edge, he dives, places his left hand perfectly about a half an inch away from the out-of-bounds line, balances his whole body while running full speed. Think about just your elbow (laughs) ripping out completely. Then knowing, like, oh, if I hit the outside of this pylon, still good. Boom, nothing touches out of bounds. It's in moments like that when you're a fan of the other 31 teams where you go, that has to be so much fucking fun to have this guy as your quarterback. Chiefs fans know. They went through some hard times, and their super fans are obviously incredibly wild and loyal. Mm -hmm. They got fights in the stands between Reddit. That's the one. Go back. Go back. Boom. You're there. Pause it when he's levitating here. Keep going. Boom. Look how close his fucking hand is from the sideline. Balancing his whole body on that. Pivoting. He takes off at like the four-yard line. So what's that? 12 feet. He's trying to reach Mm -hmm. out there. 
flying, then boom, lots of thing play. Genius. Boom. Fucking football brilliance, mm -hmm, yeah. genius, athleticism through the roof, and a guy that can make every throw, make every read, and he can run a lot better than anybody gives him credit for because he doesn't give credit to himself for his running ability. It'd be so much fun to have that guy as your fucking quarterback, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, you think? And if you on that play earlier if from the wide view, you can see uh, Kelsey like hooks up right on the uh, on the goal line, and he has three uh, Seahawks all surrounding him right there. Like they knew what they want to do in the red zone. Anytime it really matters, they obviously Kelsey's the guy. All right, let's get six eyes on fucking yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. Okay, that's that's Surround all we need. Him. We get Kelsey, and then we have a spy on Patrick. We got the red zone figured out. Mm -hmm. This is no problem. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes gets the edge and fucking levitates and scores a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That's what Patrick Mahomes does. Here's his press conference from after the game talking about that particular play. You can't help but fucking love this human. I wish he was with the Colts oh. so bad. We'll give you a billion. I know they gave you half a bill over there. We'll give you a billion. Listen to this guy chat. Yeah, they, they did a pretty good job. After I looked at it, after I realized that they dropped, like, my last guy was Juju was wide open in the in the end zone. But uh, uh, no. we had a play where I, we kind of had a frontside read where I wanted to either throw a flat uh, to a little hook route to Kels across the middle, and they covered it well. And I started running, trying to find the edge, and I, I was able to just get enough of that pylon. I, like, I like grazed it. And I knew it was close. I grazed it. And I, I knew the rule that if you touch the pylon, you're, you're good. So uh, luckily enough, I stayed out of bounds and was able to get in the end zone. Stayed out of out of bounds, Yes. No, no, no. That was definitely not on purpose. But it shows that hey, the wrist is the wrist is a little strong, man. I had a, I had a little push up position. I, I'm not gonna say I'm the strongest guy in the world, but I, I've done a little bit to, to hold myself up. Yeah, this this guy's humility is um, absurd. Not not that one. No, no, that, there's no way to practice that one. I mean, we do a lot of things to try to put me in different positions um, to, to go out there and excel. But uh, at the end of the day, you get, you get down there towards the end zone, and at the late part of these football games, you have to just go out there and be a competitor. And um, we were able to get it into the end zone on a big drive that kind of helped put the game away. Love him. Absolutely love this guy. Everything he talks about, whenever he talks about his speed, he's got a little bit of speed. Strength, I got a little bit of strength. This motherfucker works his ass off, dude. Oh, yeah. You know how hard this guy has to work yeah. to do all this Compete. stuff? And nobody talks about it, AJ. Nobody talks about it. He's a competitor, that. man. Like, the dude wants to win. He's an absolute competitor. And I also, like, on a technical question, that whole post-game presser they have, is that the Chiefs doing that, scrolling, like, the tweets underneath and the stats? I think it's a good look. Whoever we ripped it from, clearly. Yeah. They should all do that. Yeah, so it's Chiefs' like website. It. Yeah. And it scrolls through, like, the, the stats for the game, too. I like yeah. that. Community America sponsors. Shout out to Community America. Yeah, thank you, Community America. Also, Geha. Thank you, Geha. Yeah, what is that? Geha? What's that company? That's the name of the field, right? Geha Field at Arrowhead. What do they do? Geha? You know. Well, they... Insurance. They're mostly known... Insurance? Mm-hmm. These guys sell the best fucking insurance. Yeah, they do. In all cases. Exclusively for federal employees. Oh. oh, this is government insurance. For Thank you for keeping everybody like safe. Like the, the Gronk commercials? No, that's, no, that's military. military. Yeah, military. come on. FAA. He was an elf on the uh, Nickelodeon. Hey, anyways, Patrick, we wish you had you on, your, on our teams. Keep going, Pat. Keep it going, bud. You're great for the league. We appreciate it. All right, let's go with some overreactions. I think we covered everything we had to cover. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Go weekend football. Go weekend football. Yeah. Keep it on Sundays. What happened with the Raiders? Steelers. Commanders, Niners, we didn't. Derek Carr played like absolute shit. Yeah. That, that was it. Three picks. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, we don't have to talk about that. Raiders stink. They do. Yeah, they're out of it. So Josh Jacobs it. has issues. And the next Montana to Rice. Josh Jacobs, um, Josh Jacobs <sighs> said, had his Derek Carr press conference cool. moment. Yep. Basically just being like, yeah, man, 
I fucking work my dick off. Yeah. <laughs> we still get and beat. We suck. Yeah. And we have off. for the last four years, yeah. ever since I got here. So I have no idea what to do. He, he actually said, he said, I have no idea what to do. I don't know what to do. And his contract's up. Yeah, yeah they didn't. He's playing this hard without a contract going for it. He's a player. Josh yeah. Jenkins is a player. Back to your point, though. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, not the future, you're saying? No. Fucking pick it to pick and so the same as uh, Montana Rice, fucking nice. Steve Young, the Jerry Rice, fucking Aikman. The Steelers posted an angle of that picket to Pickens touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was from a cell phone. I believe one of their content creators made it from the back, back end. Back, yeah. Strike. Dark. Dark. That was with how many seconds? 46 seconds Really left. good. Confident. A confident strike, Great too, throw. from Pickett. 46 seconds left in the game, too, to win it. That's what he does, man. He's a gamer. And this is, this is obviously oh. the TV. Boom. Jeez. There's somebody standing literally – so, I mean, we'll be able to see it from okay. here, I think. That's a strike right there. Boom. Right behind. There, that person in the green yeah. might be carrying a, a cell phone yeah. right there. And the Steelers tweeted out the angle. That's the angle. The, this is close to the angle. This is close <laughs> to the angle. This is, once again, TV. But the fucking throw from this dude, he's so good. Moxie. He's looking off the backside safety there, too. He looks at backside safety early just to buy him enough time to have that window. He's a hell of, So you're saying this ain't about Derek Carr of the Rangers. No, no. This ain't about Derek no, Carr no, throwing no. three picks or whatever. No. This is about them going into Acrisure yeah. on Franco Harris celebration night. A mm-hmm. couple of days after Franco Harris uh, passes away, number 32 retired forever mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Uh, ownership announced that at half, or before the game and then or at halftime. Yep. And then right before the tribute video, yeah. NFL Network said, we need to sell some, some Applebee's. You can't look at this. <laughs> it was like the, the war footage when it did cut straight into the Applebee's commercial. It was. It was whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not. That was, not and a little bit of chicken fried. Not, well, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that. Obviously, that's real world. Franco Harris being honored to Pittsburgh, though, mm-hmm. in cutting away from the tribute video to sell ads during a commercial break, that was a miscommunication by somebody to somebody. I think so. Okay. Hey, what are you guys doing? Well, he's going to announce that we're, they're retiring number 32, and then they're going to run a video or whatever. And the person, oh, okay, how many minutes we got there? Well, that'll be probably two and a half minutes or so, and then we'll have three-minute video or whatever. And the person was like, perfect. We'll get the tribute, retire the jersey, we'll go to commercial. They should have went to commercial before they introduced tribute video. Yes. So they say, and now, if you look up to the Jumbotron, a tribute video for Franco Harris. And then commercial. Heard all that. Yeah. Should have went to commercial before announcing the tribute video is coming. We would have not known at home that it happened or when they cut it off until people started – tweeting it and then people thought that that was shown like numerous times as opposed to NFL Network saying what was that you're running a video when all right three two two, and fuck everybody don't want to see that I turned out everybody did want to see that Mm -hmm. I could have seen it being like some Browns fan working there like check this shit out watch what I'm about to do fuck Franco Harris it was literally the tribute video that everybody that they were showing yeah Yeah. did the Steelers go live though to show it they on their Twitter they did yes. yes right after no, 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 during the whole the whole thing oh, was live. God. The whole halftime was live on their Twitter. Oh. <sighs> that was just miscommunication. Still, I'm also yeah, starting a petition. Uh, University of Pitt, find your own fucking stadium so we could paint the end zones all the time. And <laughs> uh, block numbers should always be the jersey. Yeah, the jerseys look sweet. They yeah. were. Not that vastly different. Kind of look like Hawkeye jerseys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look like some Hawkeye jerseys well, out there. Fucking who was around first? 
Kirk's dogs. Iowa they do it just like Iowa. very much like no, Iowa. No, 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 no. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa copy the Steelers. Yes, go to the University of Iowa around Marshall. Go read. Go read the yep. internet. Oh, they they'll tell you what happened. Nope. They nope. copied it. Nope. Uh oh, that is true. Hey, oh, you guys want to watch Super Bowls? We want to look like that. Hey, man, those look good. Well, I was found in 1889, <laughs> okay. but at some point they did say, "Just give us the fucking yes. Steelers." They did. Nonetheless, look like Iowa. Yeah, jerseys looked awesome. Playing for Franco and the boys. Hell yeah. They were there. Mel Blunt was there with the big fucking cowboy oh, hat on. He looked amazing. The lock in Akersher. Ran out with the flag. Cam Hayward last introduced. He was the last one. He had the Franco mm-hmm. Harris uh, flag. T.J. Watt, second to last. Mm. I did not know that. I did not expect that. Did you expect that? Uh, I, I don't know. Normally it's T.J., but, you know, he's been in, out a lot this season, and, and I think Cam and Franco were closer. So. Yeah. Because his dad. Oh. Cam interviewed. Didn't Cam interview Franco a couple days the, before he died? I could be wrong. Last I believe interview. it was the last interview, yeah. Yeah. That's why. I thought they handled it well. I thought the energy was there. A lot of seats. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, very cold. Free. Christmas Eve. <sighs> Christmas Eve, Pittsburgh, cold. And in hindsight, they don't win. Like, Hot. boy, that's a fucking boring game. Akersher wasn't to. serving seven fishes, so you're going to lose a lot of the Italian contingency when you're not serving seven fishes at Akersher. I did see the Mexican flag next to yeah. the 32, yeah. and then I saw the tweet, Franco's Italian Army. Two different flags. The Mexican mm-hmm. flag and the Italian flag are different. Similar, yeah. col- similar colors. Yep. They are Whoops. not the same. They're not the same. Just so... <laughs> Everybody knows. Close, though. Fox had uh, Pam Oliver muted and Pereira muted. Yep. It was the holidays, though. We appreciate everybody so fucking working on yeah. it. <laughs> Shout out. Working on Christmas. Because they're just trying to get through the game. Yeah. yeah. You know? Got to work get on home. Christmas, God yeah. damn it. Let's go down to Pam Oliver for what she learned at halftime. And the person in the truck is like, uh, what's that? Oh, she's muted. When did we go to her? Boom. Halfway through a sentence. Pereira, same thing. Yep. He was talking. So that's why I think it is rough in the (laughs) best. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. It was interesting. Thank you for working on Christmas, everybody in the NFL. Thank you, people. And thank you to everybody that tweeted this morning their overreactions. You guys are the best on earth. Pickens the Picket are going to be – Pickens and Pickett are going to be awesome, though, going forward. Yep. Mm -hmm. Over there in Pittsburgh. Can't wait for it. Uh, It is time to – Ride the wave of overreaction of all the NFL fans from out there that decided to chime in with the hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact, but became number four trend in the United States. We can't thank everybody enough. Tie one through them. How many? We got some good ones today. Yeah, several good ones. What I have started to notice though is uh, team some teams who are very good when they like get beat or whatever. They go a little silent on some overreaction Mondays, which oh, I don't oh, love. Oh, not a lot of teams showing up here yeah, on this exactly. particular Monday. Exactly. Interesting. That's smart. Let's not overreact. Let's ride the wave. Let's remain quiet. Let's not get too crazy. Some teams have obviously stapled the legacy that they'll be a playoff contending team this year. Mm-hmm. Some teams are in a fight. Some teams have been completely eliminated. Let's see what the fans are talking about. Here's Matthew Allen at M. Holland 1022. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but the but. 49ers will win. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact, but. but the 49ers will win the Super Bowl and Brock Purdy, a.k.a. Big Cock Brock, a.k.a. Glock Purdy, will win the Super Bowl MVP. Hashtag F-T-T-B, which means... For the tall boys. That's right. For the bay, I think is for the bay. Faithful to the bay. Faithful to the bay. Faithful to the bay. Because they're that's in Santa Clara. There it is. Hashtag faithful to the bay. What do you say? Hey, 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 hey. 
Because we're faithful, faithful to, to the bay. bay. Big cock, Brock, Glock, Purdy, Brock, Purdy, Super Bowl MVP. Sounds pretty good to me. Guy's a hell of a player. Yeah. And he's been finding Kittle on a yes. regular basis. And Kittle's been eating lately, AJ. Yeah, I mean, I, I see, too, where it isn't Kittle saying, yeah, Nick Bosa is going to – he obviously has Defensive Player of the Year locked up. He should be an MVP candidate. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, the guy is an absolute game record in what he does. So when you have a guy like that on defense – Coupled with the rest they have at all three levels, are you kidding me? Like, Brock doesn't have to be spectacular. Brock is very, very good, and this offense is fun to watch. Yeah, offense is fun to watch. Brock has to be good in moments. This is just like what we're talking about with Tua. Like, the system, the players are going to create some moments. Yeah. In those moments, yep. you got to show up. Brock Purdy being able to do that is something that I don't think any of us could have ever expected other than Brock Purdy, his family, and maybe Iowa State fans, and seemingly everybody in the Niners locker room as yep. well. Trent has talked about him. Everybody's talked about how awesome this guy is. Why not go on a run, big cock Brock, huh? Yeah, huh? why not? Absolutely. And Steve Smith mentioned it earlier, and I almost forgot about it. Like when Debo comes back, the chemistry that Brock already has with those guys, you just add Debo Samuel to the fold like, that's unbelievable. Christian McCaffrey crushing in. Once again, we can't state it enough. That defense is so good. They're Ridiculous. Different. All right, let's go to another overreaction from around the NFL fandom world. Donnie Hanks at Hank Haas. Hashtag PMS, I don't overreact. But Mike McDaniel hitched his wagon to a... The wrong horse. Oh. oh this is like uh, Turner the ball over. Yes, yeah. exactly. To a turn the ball over. To uh, the wrong horse. Mm -hmm. God, and I like all the wordplay that everybody's been doing with Tua's name. And obviously, Oost's name has the ability to be changed a lot Chon because of how many letters in there. Yep. I think Tua's had a rough couple weeks, so everybody wants to think that this is the same <laughs> old Tua. But every once in a while, people are going to go through some slumps. It happens at all levels. It happens to all levels of players. Tua can still bounce back. I still think the offense is going to give him opportunities to shine. Will he do so? Let's hope so. But they've been losing a lot, and in December, they have not been good when everybody else is playing their best ball. Are you worried about McDaniel, Tua, and the Miami Dolphins, AJ? Yeah, if I was a Dolphins fan, I'd be a bit worried, especially with the, the fourth quarter turnovers by Tua and just how they – they didn't really make sense, like what he was trying to do there, especially in the, the times it happened. Like, yeah, I, I would worry a little bit. Honestly, I really would. I know McDaniel. I love McDaniel, what he can do, but I feel like at some point, some of those deep balls may not may not be completing as much as they used to. Tyreek Hill and Waddle might not be able to get turn a ten yard pass into an eighty yard touchdown run with things like that. I don't know. Like that, yeah, I would be a bit worried. I really would. Well, and think what what all happened in that game. Tyreek Hill had a massive catch, Huge. explosive play. Mm -hmm. That's why we paid him. Mm -hmm. Waddle had a massive yep. play, explosive play. That's why we paid him. They had a pick on Aaron. Aaron yeah. signs that ball, says Merry Christmas, Aaron Rodgers. They turn the ball over on the defensive side of the ball. Still lose because you get three picks to end the game. Boom, bang, pow. That's tough loss. You did everything that you wanted to do, yeah. everything that you sorted or sought out to do at the beginning of the season, we need to have this, we need to have this, we need to do this. You're doing all those, and you still lose because of that. I can see that being a tough pill to swallow, AJ. Yeah, and they, it weren't his picks weren't like, oh, he's trying to squeeze into a tight window. It was just like, oh, did you not see what was going on there? Like, you, it's just, yeah, they were weird to me. And he was late on a couple, yeah. uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Second guess, if he starts second guessing himself in that particular, that system, You'll get out of it. Hey, come on. Yeah. I'm not giving up on him yet. Yeah. Let's throw two a bone. Oh. Yeah, I tried to find oh, one a little bit more mild <laughs> because people were really shitting on him in, like, Whoa. some really disrespect. Like, I don't think too. Really? Because also, 
like McDaniel, everyone wants to give him, you know, his flowers and rightfully so. That's but so cool. like they, they, it was kind of like AQ said the other day, you know, you get those O coordinators who like, if you're not ripping off eight, 10, 12 yard runs early, they just abandon the run. They kind of were. And then they still, for whatever reason, were like, uh, actually, like they get enamored with the, he throws the long touchdown pass and then he throws the other bomb to Tyreek. And it's like, they kind of just abandoned the run completely in the second half. Can't do it. Got to win with the run game. We're not out on Miami yet, though, but they got some shit to figure yeah, out. Figure out. Pick up that fifth year. That's going to be a long off season. This mm -hmm. goes like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, they've lost, what, four in a row? Five in a row? Yeah. Four. I think the streak is three in a row. Uh, three and oh, oh and five, four and oh, or five and oh, and then oh and four. Can't have it. Oh, Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? <laughs> this one's from oh, geez, James Lavelle. Excuse me for that burper. I've had two green teas I'll today. God bless you. Right. I've well, as for sneezing. Right? Yeah, but if you burp, you know, God bless you. It really? Yeah, sometimes. It does not you cannot what if he have farts? enough blessings. Well, I, I'll take any blessings anybody wants to throw towards me. I don't think anybody's ever blessed anybody after a fart. But Ty, I don't know. No, AJ no. wanted to. If you make a noise out of your body, I bless you. I ate terribly okay. these last couple of days. Hard not mm -hmm. to. The wife put together a menu at the house that was. She got me maybe 10 pounds of Reese's. Oh, nice. Christmas. Love what am that. I supposed to do? Eat it. You so, brought some in here, too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I brought in a bunch. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more at home. Had to bring it in. Everybody else eat it. But I'm a little, like this morning, couldn't sleep that well because I was just yeah. evacuating Dumping. everything out of my body. Mm -hmm. So do I do two green teas, and all of a sudden I'm getting little little burpees yeah. from the green it's tea. It's like heartburn, too, with it? No, no heartburn, but a little latte needs to figure it out. Why am I burping when I'm drinking this? What the hell's going on? That doesn't make sense. Mm. Did Jordo break any news uh, today that we need to know about? Uh, no. no. I thought he did. Oh, Latte, I thought he had some news. Was that just a, a text to you? Yeah. Oh, So you news. and Jordo just text throughout the day. Yeah, since the Christmas. So he had a little, uh, uh, you had a little like feeler, like an appetizer, like, hey, you cooking anything up over there? And Jordo's like, here's where I'm at, piecing mm -hmm. things together. Is that what happens with you and little Latte? Yeah, basically. See how he's doing, you know. What did he say today? Is he piecing anything together for us to say on air today? Uh, if you want it, I don't know. Maybe. No, you're the one having a conversation with him, <laughs> not, not me. You did say something earlier, though, about what Little Latte said and didn't give the context of it, but it was certainly something worth chatting about. Yeah, supposedly. Uh, so is this something Little Latte wants? Let's go out over the outside voices. Is this, something that you, is this inside voice? These might be inside voices, though. Yeah, that's what <laughs> okay, I'm thinking okay. as well. Okay. I thought he broke like 10 minutes ago that Nathaniel Hackey got fired. You didn't. What you just did there was what? rude. What? A little latte grinding happened. right now. It doesn't yes. have to be. No, yeah. I agree. I thought he just he just tweeted it out. What's wrong with that? The interim head coach for the Denver Broncos has been broken. The news by Shefty is Jerry Ross. Jerry. This is the guy that was brought in for clock management from the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Did not start the season with the Denver Broncos, was brought in like week three or week four, uh, four, has been around long time in the game, knows football very well, former special teams guy, I do, I, I do believe, <laughs> Jerry Rossberg, now the head coach of the Broncos. That'll work. Okay. Yeah. Heaven forbid, go, you know, they let the D.C., who's been great all year, maybe get a crack at it, but yeah. what do I know? Vance Joseph. Let's let fucking Jerry Rossberg do it. Maybe Vance <laughs> didn't want it. I don't think he's the D.C. anymore. I no, do not, who is I do not know how Arizona. to pronounce the That's D.C.'s uh, name. Oh. 
Vance had a hell of a fucking because when JJ was going crazy, they were yes. showing Vance mm-hmm. on the sideline. Who is the DC for the Broncos? I do not know how to pronounce it. I think it starts. How's with it e? spelled? E J I R O Avero. Ejiro Avero. He's a dog. Yeah. Los Angeles Rams. Ejiro Avero is new defense coordinator. I wonder. You think he just didn't want it? Maybe. Is that what happened? Who knows. Hey, good luck out there. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Get him, Jerry. What a shit show. Yeah. yeah, that place is on fire. It's crazy. So much money, too. Mm-hmm. It was literally on fire, too, yes, by the way. Was. Yeah, the stadium. That's mm-hmm. why they had to get $100 million out of the G4 program so they don't have to lose any money, but they can do re- what yeah. they say? Refurbish. yeah, refurbish. refurbishings to the Mile High Field. Empower. Every time we talk about the Broncos, I immediately think about the Colts. We're fucked. How yeah, do we you fix are. the Colts? Yeah. <laughs> you can't really. You bring in. Get rid of a lot of guys. Just quarterback, lot, quarterback yeah. helps. Quarterback can go from there. Hey, you, think, you think quarterback just changes? Yep. 100%. Really? After what's happened with the quarterbacks this offseason? 33-nothing. I'm, I'm not saying you bring in Russell Wilson, but I'm saying you bring in a bona fide guy, whether that's a young guy or whatever it is. If he plays well in that system, yes, he will turn the team around. I hope so, Bub. It's hard to have faith. Yeah, also, talent, like before man. this really year, do. was they do have talent. That's why it makes no sense to me. How are you giving up thirty-three nothing fucking leads at halftime to Minnesota Vikings? You have talent on your roster. You have good players on your roster. You have established players on your roster. You allegedly have leaders in that locker room. They are just crumbling at all points. You think we get a good quarterback in there to turn them around? You think that's what the Broncos need? If Russell Wilson plays football well, everything will turn around out there. That's really the I only mean, answer. That's kind of how it works, right? Quarterback plays well. The team tends to win a lot more games. Yeah, Three point seven Q yardage. Well, and like bona fide. What Rick. Nick Foles is going to have tonight? He's a Super Bowl MVP. Hopefully, he's bona fide. Foles is going to light it up. I think Probably. so too. I'm banking on if him. If he has the visor on, oh, God. put all the money on. Everybody's him. everybody's all enamored by Big Cock Brock. Let's not forget. Yeah. Okay. Big Dick Nick. The original. There. There's a rather large Richard yeah. Nick. That's right. Was out here. Yeah. It was 15 years ago. Andy Dalton was still good then. Let's move to another overreaction because it feels like we're going down the wrong path right now. James Lavelle, hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But Daniel Jones should be MVP. Name one quarterback making more happen with less weapons. Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins, leading wide receivers. Tua can't even win with Hill and Waddle. We took an 11-3 team, Don, to the last second with the practice squad. Bruce Bronovich was saying the same thing about the Giants. They're saying how he's playing with people that don't, you know, aren't notable names and aren't starters over there has warranted an extension on a contract so much. Did you get to see that Giants game, and did you get to see Daniel Jones' work, and what are your thoughts on old Lavelle's overreaction there? Yeah, I mean, I, I do like what Daniel Jones is doing, but I don't know. Okay, let's say he gets an extension. What does that look like? They're not going to pay him with the top-tier guys. Yeah, all these extensions for these quarterbacks that, like, eh, you know? Yeah. Eh, what's that next tier? It's going to have to happen at some point. You can't just go new quarterback ridiculously wealthy quarterback all the way down to, you know, half quarterback. I'm excited to see if Daniel Jones takes a team friendly, you know? Yeah. I want him to make as much money as possible. But also, you're throwing the practice squad, guys. It would be nice to have a little bit of money to spend because your previous contracts that the previous GM made did not set you up for necessary success. I think like three years, 70 mil would be, you know. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's I a even, lot of money, AJ. 20, like 30 million a year? Yeah, if you did a Tannehill, 
I feel like even that's kind of yeah. team friendly. Because you can so, make it a five year, right? Yeah. Kick it out a little bit, mm-hmm. go down to out after opt out after two, probably. Yeah, not bad. He can set it up in the right way. I think Dabo and the boys will do that over there. Maybe Daniel. Jo- look at Daniel Jones. Huh? Yeah. It's not over. Here we go, Dimes. Can't wait to see what they do next year. Obviously, devastating loss to a sixty-one yard field goal from Joseph. Yeah. Let's go to another overreaction. This is from Dom Simonetta. Yeah. Simonetta. 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 Mozzadel, top three cheese. Uh, provolone, yeah, provolone, top top three cheese. Mm-hmm. Swiss is number one in my uh, really? cheese rankings. Wow. Really? Its performance on the shark board on Saturday was... Out of this world. You like Monster? I'm out on the super cheesies. Uh, How about Pepper Jack? American. I do like Pepper Jack. American Where the hell did your American cheese love go? Yeah. American cheese is kind of in its own world because of it uh, being such a utility player. Can yeah. literally do anything. Okay. Yes. Can put it on a shark board. You can dress it up. You can dress it the fuck down. Thank okay. You so I don't even think of American cheese as a cheese, more okay. so as like its own entity. Yeah. Like you ta- yeah, exactly. It's it a is five tool player. Ketchup, American cheese, mm-hmm. it is a condiment. When you get into that cheese world with, like, the shark boards and, like, the weird sandwiches and shit, yep. yeah. I think Swiss is my, by far, okay. my new number one. You like uh, that brie stuff? See, that's, I think it's too cheesy for it's me. like cream yeah. cheese. Brie soft. Too fancy. Like soft. It's gross. Yeah. 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 I can That's curve. another diff- number That's one. That's a different always, umbrella. Always, I mean, the buffalo mozzarella is always, obviously good, but the parmesan's always good. I had garbanzola. Mozzadella's okay. I mean, mozzadella's okay. Parmesan's good on a pizza, right? I mean, Oh, yeah. Parmesan is good any way you fucking cut it. And I guess you put it on chicken. Yep, sure. Mm-hmm. Pasta. They, they got that cheddar pepper jack. Can you do it in a sandwich? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe Parmesan. I like I like it best on the fucking tartar. Also a different cheese. Dude, the Swiss though. You should have seen the Swiss. It was adapting to all different biscuits and crackers that were on the board. Yep. I was able to put any meat with it Five that was on the board. Five Swiss Army knife. That's was, hard to do. There were some meats where it was. Like, look, that's the final meat that I had right there. Mm-hmm. That meat normally goes with a ched, you think, or maybe mm-hmm. a pepper. I like that. What's the little guy, the uh, the little marble in one down there? Capicola. That's a salami. No, no, he's talking about no, the cheese. Below it. Oh, Kobe left. Jack. Yeah, bottom oh, left. Good. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, the mixture. I'm out on that. Well, I like the mix. So, smells. Swiss cheese smells like turds. Yeah, but a shark board smells like turds. Come on. There's a lot of cheese does not smell good. Yeah, there's a lot of things that smell like shit on a shark. You don't need all the fancy stuff. If you you stick with the American, the cheddar, little mixtures, you're good. You don't need to put that fancy stuff on there. Okay, but if you're going to, I would recommend heading straight to the Swiss. Swiss. Yeah. The Swiss, I think, is the most basic of the fancy cheeses. They're neutral. I love it. And I started thinking you put it on a sandwich. Remember ham and Swiss on a pretzel bun? Oh. Still hits. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it was maybe in the moment I put that take out, and a lot of people were judging me for it. And hmm. there was somebody that says, this sounds like God doesn't actually like cheeses, ranking cheeses or whatever. It's like, <laughs> maybe that's true, too. Give me American cheese. And give me Swiss cheese. Hell, yeah. But you said you like Pepper Jack. I do like Pepper Jack. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get down with some Pepper Jack. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to another overreaction before we make our picks and get the fuck out of here. Dom Seminetta. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But, but the Titans are absolutely... Dead! Obliterated by the Jags at home. Now we get rolled by a one-win Texans team playing two quarterbacks. It's time to blow it up. Fire Downing. Already fired. Oh, the offense coordinator. Fire the offensive line. Play for a top 10 pick. 1,000% chance we get hit-sticked in Duval in week 18. AJ, your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans being dead? I mean, it might be a valid uh, overreaction here. You never know. And, and the fact that the Jags look good, they seem to have a ton of confidence. Yeah, it doesn't feel great for the Tennessee Titans with their starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, out of the lineup. Too. He's right. He's going to Ohio State. 
That'd be sweet. Interesting. Interesting. He's coming to Indiana. What are you saying? Why would he want to go back to college? I would I don't never. Know many, I don't know many NFL coaches that are like, yeah, I just need to get back in that college world. <laughs> yeah, I want to start <laughs> tweeting to recruit guys. Twenty-five. I want every year. single weekend of my offseason to be hosting recruits and going to their living room and never seeing my family and never doing anything fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do they do with Frames next year? They give them more power because they fired the GM? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Find, figure it out. What's Tannehill's situation like? Get him out. Dead. Well... Let's go to another reaction. I don't know that one. Yeah, Tannehill's career might be looked back on as yeah, the bang- Joe Burrow and the Bengals killed Ryan Tannehill forever. <sighs> I hope not, because Tannehill is probably a good guy. Yeah, yeah, great no, athlete, probably a good guy. Tough yeah. go though He's here. He's a good guy. Football. Derrick Henry has a couple games in this slide where he's dominated. Crushing. Mm-hmm. And they're still losing. Yeah, yeah. a long one to start this one. Yeah. yeah. Derrick Henry touched it. I'm like, why didn't I put that on a Super Bowl? What am I even talking about? We talked about it on the fucking show. Yeah. Why am I, Derrick Henry, obviously, he's 200 and some pounds. Running back, it's going to be freezing cold. He's going to get a touchdown. Nobody's going to want to tackle him. We literally <laughs> talked about it. Mm-hmm. Then I see it happen. I'm like, should have put it on a Super Bowl. Of course the Titans are going to win today. No, 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 no. The fast. Texans say, no, 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 no. We are also on scholarship. Yeah. We are also getting paid. And although we've only won a couple games this season and we're dancing with not being near the top of the draft anymore with every coming game, it's like we still got a squad. We t- we've taken people to the limit. That's the difference between great teams and terrible teams in the NFL. It's like who can sneak away with the dubs? That's why we have to pay attention to what the Vikings are doing. Yes. The Vikings are winning all these games that they could not. For whatever reason, they must be living right. They're doing things right. They're worried about situational football more than anybody else. The football gods bless people for a reason. The Texans have not been blessed. Is it because Jack Easterby left the building? Did they have to withstand a little bit of punishment from the Lord mm-hmm. in the Football lords, potentially, with yeah. Jackie E mm-hmm. leaving the building. Mm-hmm. But they're a good squad. People forget that. So anytime you lose to them, fans are going to overreact. Yeah. And that happened to the Titans, almost happened to the Cowboys, almost happened yeah. to the Chiefs, yeah. almost yeah. happened to a bunch of them. But we just need to recognize that everybody's professional out there. This is the NFL. These teams can all beat the fuck out of all these college teams that we love watching it, every single week. It's weird now because, what, Derrick Henry – Dominated in the first half too against the Jags, right? So uh-huh. he's, he keeps dominating these early games, and they're not, they're not able to finish, which is not a normal Titans. Yeah, it's complete opposite. Yeah. Maybe Braves needs to bring the boxing gloves back out at practice. Not a bad idea. Not. Start laying into some yeah. guys. Well, well, didn't, the didn't Malik throw for like ninety some yards? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah that doesn't he help threw, either. He threw a pick to close it out. Yeah. Yeah. Russian Todd. He hasn't thrown for over hundred yet. Yeah. Fourteen and twenty-three, ninety-nine yards. That's not great. Mm, so close. stats say he hasn't thrown for over hundred. Three feet away this time. That was a tough pick. Two interceptions, 43 rush yards with one touchdown running the ball. I'm intrigued. That offense coordinator's been on some thin ice in jail and back on thin ice with the fans. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be able to figure it out going forward. Maybe Vrabes gets a little bit more say in the personnel department going forward and what his team should look like. Speaking of him going to jail, think about the different paths that the Titans have been on and the Packers have been on since, since that then. game. True. Like it's insane. The Packers completely. I think they might have dropped one more after that, but then they've turned it around. The Titans. I don't think they, have they won since then. No, I don't think so. No, they yeah. lost five straight. Let's go to the overreactions. This is from Carter Noel. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact, but, but bats are trash without fuck. It's on me. It's two times today. It's okay. It's okay. Caught up. We're okay. Holiday spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. Just all all zeked up. All yeah. Zeked exactly. Up. All I get zeked it. Up. Need him back. Fucking Miss Zeke, dude. Mm-hmm. Big time. I want to walk, but not with Elias. Elias is back, right? Elias is back. Was Elias we back? zeked up about Elias or no? Yeah. 
right. He ain't Zeke. Hashtag PMS, I don't want to overreact. But, but Pats are trash without Tom Brady. Patricia should have never been hired after Detroit. Bill Belichick is loyal to a fault. Blow this shit up and restart it. It's embarrassing having to watch this offense expecting something different. Literally, the definition of an aptitude. That baby Carter, you're 100% okay. right. Uh, Connor, your, your thoughts on Carter's overreaction? Here? Uh, a lot of people want to do this. I think it's bad when you're watching a football game where the Patriots are playing and you know something is going to go wrong at the end. Stevenson fumbles. We're about to go in and score. But I think a lot of Patriots fans, including myself, thought, just wait. Something's going to happen here. We're going to turn the ball over. We're not going to win this game. Uh, the Brady thing, though, it's nice that they are so bad at football that it's – taking some pressure off of that take in particular. But, yeah, Matty P can't be the OC. He just can't. And then Mac Jones can't be a dirty player in the NFL. Uh, we had a Zoom call at 3.30 we were supposed to be on. Uh, obviously, we all remembered that. That's 20 minutes ago. Uh -huh. uh, we got 10 more minutes here for the rescheduled one. So let's go ahead and do one more overreaction. <laughs> then let's get our picks and get moving. That's Incredible. At, at uh, Anthony Bomarillo at a bomb 120. Hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But the Seahawks run with Geno this year was amazing, but they need to find more depth in running back and get a defensive line who can stop the run before they have a hope of making the playoffs. I think the Seattle Seahawks fans should be pumped yeah. about how the year has gone. Yeah. And maybe in the next couple of years, you guys are all the way back to prominence. We can't thank you enough for participating. And hashtag PMS. I don't want to overreact. But now let's make our picks this evening's game. I I believe a spread three and a half still yes um, i would like to get make sure we both get their spread with how it closes aj mm -hmm. yes three and a half okay not no Wait. we'll take it at three and a half Close this thing might go up to four and a half though late yeah mm -hmm. so we got it three and a half okay we'll take it at three and a half who do you like aj who do you think i'm gonna pick <laughs> well when you look at the super bowl mvp right there and then a defensive <laughs> player of the year right there on that graphic and then obviously the year that Zaire is having with a C on his chest Woo. you would assume with just those stats and titles alone you would pick the Super Bowl MVP side so you got the Colts plus three and a half me I don't know whatever I you got the Chargers minus three and a half no question <laughs> what's that you heard me Oh, I thought you were going with Mike Williams. Yeah. Dog. Dog. Justin Herbert. Dog. Dog. Khalil Mack. Dog. Dog. I thought you were going, you yeah. know, against them. Khalil thought, Mack's paying like $40,000 per night for dinner for half the team. So, yeah, I like the camaraderie they have going over there. Well, I certainly love that and would love to see that in the Colts. Would like to see, oh. you know, just a little bit of life out of the boys. Mm -hmm. And I'll be boots on the grind tonight for this game. Give me the Colts plus three and a wow, half. Wow, yeah. look at you. We also got a super boost that is live on FanDuel. Austin Eckler to score a touchdown. And Deion Jackson, number 35 for the Colts, to score a touchdown. Did we know he existed six weeks ago? No. Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. They put 35 in. He runs fucking Hard. Mm -hmm. I think Jeff Saturday will want to see a guy that runs hard, see a guy that has some explosion. And I'm not sure how big Richard Nick Foles is throwing the ball these days, but I am sure we'll try to hammer the rock out. Look for Dion Jackson to get in the zone alongside Austin Eckler. And it has been boosted to plus 700. Okay. Okay. Let's win one. Woo. AJ. I love these. I love them. You know, plus 500 and above, man, I love those. 
plus 700. We're boots on the ground. Let's enjoy that tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Another happy one. Here we Another go. Another time win. Everything's still in front of the Green Bay Packers. Everything they needed to happen has happened. Will they be able to win against the Vikings this weekend? Then close it with the Lions the final weekend Lambeau. We will see where Aaron Rodgers' head is at, and we will see you all tomorrow. Hope Christmas was fantastic. Goodbye.